Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to the movie graveyard. We got a doozy for you today, an all-time classic. And since it's a little bit on the long side, we're going to just go ahead and roll into it. Yes, we are proud to present our take on the 1982 Tobey Hooper classic, Whoa. Poltergeist. <laughs> so we have, we're rolling off a Blu-ray copy, and we have it paused at the zero second mark. It's just literally a black screen. So I'm going to give the instructions of one, two, three, go. And when I say go, you guys will go ahead and hit play on your DVD remote or your PlayStation remote, whatever you're rolling on, or maybe your streaming remote. Who knows where you're watching this at? <laughs> so everybody, are you ready? Remote in hand. One, two, three, go. And we are rolling. And I gotta say, I'm very, very, very happy that this this movie starts with the, just the straight up MGM logo of the time. I hate a lot of uh, this. I don't know all the rights issues of when it comes out from where, but if you like get the MGM Blu-rays that like come out from like other companies, like they always have the new updated. Like at some point, somebody went in and CGI'd in MGM.com onto the the, oh, the really? opening logo, and it's horrible. It's like a little floating MGM.com. It sucks. I never noticed that. Yeah. I mean, even like on the streaming, like I was watching Get Shorty the other night, I had to see the floating MGM.com, wow. which guaranteed was not on there on the 1995 like movie print or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so this movie opens up like really bizarre. Like, I kind of think that there's no way they could get away with now but just showing like three minutes of this blurry ass zoomed in TV <laughs> screen. And what's funny is now. Like, uh, you know, this was, like, an effect that was used a lot. Like, the computer monitor zoomed in. Like, camera, like, you, you can tell they did it for real. Because, like, it, you know, it looks like the true ass that a, a TV screen of 1982 would look at. But now they always do, like, the, uh, the, like, the CGI effect where they zoom out. And then, it, like, it gets more clear. And it's like, nah, it would always look like shit. Yeah. If you were rolling a straight-up movie camera on a, you know, a TV screen. You see all the little squares? Yeah. And, like, I didn't get a chance to listen to the the, the guy's um, full essay, but I but I, I saw a guy on YouTube did a pretty cool uh, essay about, like, the, the genre subversion that this movie does. Like, you know, it starts off in a lot of ways different than, like, what you expect. And, like, I think the opening of, like, the TV, which I think kids nowadays, well, I mean, that's for any movie over five years old, kids nowadays won't get it, but... I actually remember the days when TV stations used to go off the air playing the Star Spangled Banner, and it like somehow it always was that same video. Do you ever remember seeing that? I never saw that. Like I, I, I know about it. Like I've always known yeah. about it, but it, I've never actually saw it myself. I was never. I was a good girl. I went to bed when I was supposed to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the old days of. Uh, I love I love the beginning. It's it's almost like it's not like you know like the corny like one shot tracking shot through the house, but you kind of like start out with this mini movie of the the family dog like going all throughout the house. <laughs> I like how the sister, the older sister, he pulls out the uh, potato chip bag and just leaves the big trail of potato <laughs> chips in her bed, so you know she's gonna roll over. Well, that's pretty much what they do when they drag the bags and <laughs> yeah, they leave the trail of what they don't want left. Yeah. He got a few chips to eat up in the hallway, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he wakes up Heather Ann. Which, like, 
you know, this whole game. I remember the first time we watched this about a year ago when we were originally going to do this. You were, like, <laughs> petrified. You were so scared of this movie. You had never seen it. Yeah, like, for as much... Like, this is obviously, like, a famous pop culture, like, kind yeah. of movie. And, like, I had never seen it because, like... It, like, just going from, like, the commercials or any clips I ever saw when I was younger, like, it looked scary as fuck. Like, I just, like, I was always, like, I really was petrified of it. And then especially her one line that she says, you know, it's, like, that was always kind of, like, oh, like, it was just, like, the ultimate scary. So, like, I kind of, like, not that I was ever, like, well, I guess maybe, probably subconsciously, I was, like, I don't want to watch it because it's too scary. Yeah. And, like, it just totally ended up being, like, completely different from what I expected. It was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> but I remember that shot where she's walking down the um, the stairs. I remember you being, like, petrified. Like, <laughs> oh, God, poor baby. Because <laughs> she's so little and, like... Because she's so cute and, like, yeah. she has, like, this angelic face, you know? And, like... Yeah. And, I mean, isn't this one of the ones that has, like, the kind of weird cursed stories or whatever of the, yeah. act of the little girl like yeah. <laughs> so that's why too like i knew about that and like it just i don't know it just seems so creepy it still does seem creepy <laughs> yeah this, this movie because it deals with like not just like ghosts but also like going in the you know dead zone dimensions and shit like that like it does have a like look at her face oh my god like <laughs> i know it does have like a cre- you know a whole <sighs> creepy feeling to it yeah to me, like, this is the thing that, like, creeps me out the most is, like, <laughs> like, um, like, on the soundtrack is kind of, like, the main theme here, but uh, I think it's by Jerry Goldsmith, and it just, it almost sounds like a lullaby, like, the yeah. music's, like, really haunting it, and, like, yeah. I, I just, you know, like, like, I can't help when, when we talk about these movies to, to compare them and, and kind of shit on the modern <laughs> movies that come out. But it's like... Yeah, you can't help it. Yeah, you can't help it because it's like... They're obviously different. <laughs> and you know I complain about this all the time, but I mean, all movies in general, but especially horror movies now, I hate how one note they are. Yeah. And it's like opening title. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like gray atmosphere, cinematography. Yeah. First 30 seconds, you gotta watch somebody's head get bashed. And it's like, uh, oh, wait, I was, I was so uh, concerned when I walked in this movie theater. Like, was it a mo- horror movie? I'm not sure. I'm, oh, wait, yeah, it is a horror movie. Yeah, honey, we, we walked in the right theater. Like, yeah, it's the horror movie. I, I, I hear the horror movie sound and all that. <laughs> and like this movie, even though it starts out with like, you know, even like that creepy scene of like, it's not too creepy, but it's weird of like when she's talking to the TV and it's just like the fuzz and snow. Like, it opens with this sense of normalcy, like, this American family, and, like... Up to that point, when she's, like, sitting there and all that flashing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, it's like you know, the idea that Steven Spielberg had when he wanted to make this movie, I heard him talking about, he grew up in Arizona and, like, track housing or whatever, and, like, like, it's the opposite of what people do now. It's, like, it's not the obvious. It's, like, back then, like, all... Especially all ghost movies took place in an old, drafty, scary, cobwebby, yeah. haunted house. Yeah. And he's saying, like, it can happen anywhere, you know what I mean? And, like, I think that was always, like, a layer of, like, scared, scariness, you know, like, when I seen this movie. Like, I have pretty, like, pretty vivid memories Ooh, of going to see this movie. Yeah, we gotta talk about this guy. Like, I never understood <laughs> why he's, like, on a kid's BMX bike, just, like... <laughs> 45 year old guy with like a case of beer like on the old school case of beer where it's like it's just all loose on like a little cardboard thing that they give you yeah 
And, like, he starts out with, like, he looks like he has, like, a, he has different six-packs put together, but it looks like he has about 24 beers there, and he's dropping them as he goes. <laughs> the kids messed him up with the remote control car, so, like, he crashed on the little bike, which, like, even, oh like... God, he's going through this whole house just spraying it. Yeah, because they all cracked open the beers. Uh, and, like, not only everybody, like, not only the beers spraying, but, like, he lost, like, three-fourths of the beer. So, like, you know them kids with those remote control cars are picking up all the beers and drinking them now outside? But yeah, the way this one opens, like, there goes the Star Wars reference. Yeah, <laughs> tons of stars. This, this being a Steven Spielberg production and him being great friends with George Lucas. And, but at the same time, like, the amount of Star Wars, like, memorabilia that's in the kid's bedroom, it's kind of accurate for that time, because every young boy, like, had all Star Wars shit. I mean, I had the Star Wars drapes, Star Wars bedding, uh, Yoda, uh, oh, <laughs> Yoda uh, sleeping bag that I used as, like, a comforter. There goes to the uh, reference R.I.P. Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. There's Jeffrey Giraffe blanket in the background. <laughs> but it just starts out like super normal. It's like all about suburbia. Yeah, I like the way it starts off. Like, it's one thing that's missing from movies now, too, is like just the bright picture landscapes yeah. and all that. Like, I just love those visuals. That always, that like puts you to, like, in how you're saying, like, normally it's in a like dreary kind of old battered neighborhood whereas this is just like it's sunny and like it's a colorful nice day and like just totally not the kind of setting you would expect that something frightening is about to happen <laughs> exactly and it has, it has a lot of commentary about this like you know this kind of cookie cutter subdivision like even the marketing materials <laughs> like i was watching the original trailer and it starts out like the narrator guy he's like He's like, it looks like the house next to it. Yeah. And, like, they even talk about, like, <laughs> you know, and, like, like the poster, I don't know about all the posters, but, so I guess maybe the teaser poster, one of them, just was literally more, like, a kind of, like, color contrast that messed with picture of, like, the subdivision, all the houses, you know? Mm. <clears throat> Here we get kind of, like, the first, like, oh my gosh. death metaphor with the, with the kid's bird dying, and she's about to flush it, uh, and the little girl. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which I don't even know if if, if a, even a small bird like that, like a goldfish, sure, but a bird, I don't know if it would flush. I, know, I was gonna say, are you supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the tree of death. Yeah. <laughs> the obviously like and when, he's anxious to climb it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's funny because like the little boy is always scared of the tree. Like he gets bad vibes from it. Mm. And like the dad is like, "Oh, we built a house here, you know, because that tree is old and pretty." But it's like it's. I mean, obviously, it's a fake tree. Like, but. But, like, it looks so dead. There's no brain. Like, the, the main limbs are, like, sawed off of it and shit. Like, yeah. why would you keep a giant, like, 20-foot stump in your backyard? Tweety. Yeah, Tweety Bird. I, th I thought this was sweet here, how, like, uh, it's just, again, the, the young actress, Heather O'Rourke, uh, like, this is... Hey, my mom had that cookbook, that red checkered Better Homes one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's legit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, but but most of the house scenes they set on a soundstage, for obvious reasons because there's a lot of special oh effects and stuff. But uh, this one, I think this this kitchen scene might have been filmed actually in the house because you can see the other houses through the windows. Yeah. But um, yeah, she gives them the picture of like the fan, the kid saying for when he gets lonely. She gives them the half-eaten licorice for when he gets hungry. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it just you know that's like her sweetest moment in the movie. <laughs> I, like, I always really identified with, like, oh my the little boy in this movie, too, because he was, like, really my age when I saw it. 
I remember seeing it. I remember, I remember oddly too, like, because this being part of like you know the big like. I think so. This was legit for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were seeing it the way like the kids were seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Like it was pretty cool because like <laughs> I remember too. This was like a big summer movie. Like it came out a couple of days after my birthday. That doggy's like mm, dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like the dog immediately starts trying to dig up the dead bird. <laughs> <clears throat> And then this is uh, Dominique Dunn is the older sister Dana, who I really like in this movie. And she, but like compared to like how I remembered it when I was a kid, like she's barely in the movie. <laughs> like she's a, like away, like you know, going out with boys or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, most of the movie. There goes the dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's and, already moved on to her next pet. <laughs> she's from super sad to like yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And the little boy wants to dig him up after he's all dried out. Yeah. Dang, she already got her fish. Yeah, the same day, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we're assuming this is just later that night. But it's kind of cool, though. Like when Yeah, you... Captain America. Yeah, Captain America <laughs> comic. And it's funny, too, how comics, like, even in the 80s, like, they look super old. Like, they look like they were from, like, the 50s, the 50s and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the ones I bought looked just like that. <laughs> Probably because you have all these old ass men making them still. Yeah, well, they, if it, if you were their age when you saw it, yeah. yours were gonna look like theirs. I kind of I don't know if it was intentional, but kind of like how it looks like when the lightning's hitting the you know the the, the light is flashing on the thing. It kind of looks like the face has a or the tree has a face. Yeah. Hey, don't you have that? I have that, it, but the eyes aren't red. I don't yeah. know if that was like a real version or just like a special thing they made. <laughs> Because it's only, like, in A New Hope where his eyes are red. You can only see it a few times. Dang, she's overfeeding the goldfish. Yeah. Like, she's been sitting there pouring that in the whole time. I know. <laughs> like, like, that would totally kill them. Like, if you fed them that much. Because <laughs> when they, like, blow up, like, get, yeah. like, over, like... I had one that did that. The food expands or something. Because I, I had two fish that, uh... In, the, in a, just a little tank just like that. And, I like, I mean, I didn't realize it for the longest time, but one was uh, just hoarding all the food. Oh, my God. So he got, like, yeah, his body got, like, <laughs> all of a sudden got swollen up like fat. Wow. And, like, there was a few days where we could tell he was going to die, and I was, like, trying to move him, get him to, like, exercise. But, like, he was, he was, like, he was alive, but he was, like, just floating towards the top. He wasn't really, like, diving and swimming around. They even have an alien poster. Yeah. thought that was interesting, the alien poster. I kind of, I kind of don't know why though. I don't know. <laughs> you don't get the connection. <laughs> well, yeah, like the the Star Wars shit was, um, yeah, you know, because Lucas, and like I don't know if Spielberg knew and the guys who made Alien. I mean, he probably did, but also it might have been a uh, reference because uh, when Ridley Scott made Alien, he said he wanted to uh, make Texas Chainsaw in space. <laughs> so that's funny. That would be interesting. You know, I didn't even catch this till like literally right now. But the movie that's playing in the parents' bedroom, this whole movie, it's like a guy not realizing he's dead, yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I don't know why I never caught the dialogue there. Yeah, I noticed it the last time, we, well, the first time we watched it. We gotta talk about the parents: uh, Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> he's with the pot. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to roll. It. He's got so much weed like on the bed sheet that he just like leaves there. He wastes so much weed. <laughs> That's funny. And I always, I always got the um, impression that she was like younger than him or whatever. <laughs> he just throws it. Yeah. 
And it's like so 80s that he's reading a book about Ronald Reagan. Like, <laughs> the man, the president. president. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't remember if that was a popular book or not. But I just thought it was funny that they put it in there. Because, like, it seems like everything in this movie is kind of, like, put in for a reason. She knows how to roll the joint, too. Yeah, she's doing <laughs> it, like, perfectly. I think she's, like, the real pot connoisseur in the game. <laughs> but Craig T., yeah, I believe this is, like... I'm sure he probably did tons of acting before this, but... This is, like, the first thing, like, you know, old... I should say oldest thing I remember him in... Yeah, like, by the time we, like, it was over when we watched it, I was like, I felt, I think I remember coming out of it feeling, like, super depressed for him, because, like, he just, like, his performance in this movie is, like, so awesome, like, I just felt it so much, like, you could see how stressed the whole situation makes him, and, like, I think in the end, like, I kind of came out, like, exhausted from just seeing him, because it was like, oh my god, he was, like his soul was like dying like going yeah. through all that and then it's really not even until like the very end of the movie he kind of gets like the full breath of like what's happened and why all this shit is happening to his family yeah but like you can tell he like feels like cause like he you know they live in the subdivision he's like the main salesman that sold the majority of the houses he works for the company that yeah. like developed the thing yeah and when he like realizes you know the um <coughs> excuse me when he realizes, like, kind of why everything unfolded the way he did. And, then, like, I know the sequels are fun, you know, just like any movie you like to get a sequel. But it's weird, like, and I like the third movie in the series quite a bit because it's really bizarre, but, like... I have that Clue game. Well, I had it. I yeah, I, that's the version of Clue I have, too. But, I, like, I think I got mine, like, way after. Because I remember I got, I got Clue late, like, probably, like, the late 80s, early 90s, and it still looked like that. A Rubik's Cube. <laughs> But uh, Craig T's character, like, yeah, like, he realizes he, you know, unwillingly, obviously, because, you know, the company, like, lied to him, like, how they developed the subdivision, or he wasn't there when they actually bought the land or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, just a lot of it weighs on him, and just that idea of, um, you know, the the father's supposed to be, like, the protector of the family or whatnot. Yeah. And obviously, you know, when it comes to, like, interdimensional gateways in your closet (laughs) and shit, like, I don't care who you are, you know, could be the best dad in the world, you can't you know, protect anybody from that shit. Yeah. That was our team. Yep. <laughs> and, like, I totally forgot the, like, that little Yoda puppy that he has over there. I totally forgot, um, what's gone that was earlier. Like, the, the action figures, like, move around, like, not in a bad continuity way, but just over time, like, yeah. they change position, like, the boys have been playing <laughs> with them. I thought that was a cool touch. I think he has a speaking... What is it? Was it? Speaking spell or whatever? Speaking spell? Yeah. Yeah, I hear one of those. <laughs> I, I saw that on the background. <laughs> Hey, dude, or something like it, or one of those. <laughs> like, that was the most futuristic thing I remember when I was a little kid, a speaking spell. something you could press, and it would, like, talk, you know? All I can think of now when I see one of those is that freaking Dane Cook's kid he did about him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about it being, like, possessed or whatever. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of did have a scary robot movie. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously the little boy. And, like... Coincidental, and by the way, did they just have their door wide ass open when yeah, they were rolling it, up their butt? But not only that, but like smoking it. I mean, <laughs> I guess these little kids, you could bullshit, but like yeah. the sixteen year old daughter, she's gonna smell that shit and yeah. know, know what's going on. <laughs> see, like all this is obviously a, a set because like this this house is so detailed. Like I don't even know when you see like the exteriors, 
if like it would be able to fit all these rooms in there, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe those houses weren't made like that back then. Yeah. It's got a fancy ass staircase like that goes up kind of like an almost yeah. winding staircase. Yeah, it does. It is pretty grand. Because obviously our pain is that, you know, where we live, there's no good houses at all. And it's, like, so hard to, like, see a movie, like, from 1982 with a house in it that's, like, better than anything we can find now. <laughs> there she's, uh, he's explaining the tree to him. Mm-hmm. Saying that it's going to protect them. Yeah. It looks at me. It knows I live here. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, just, like I said, like, this movie not jumping straight in the horror, fleshing out the characters, being realistic, being true. Like, the moment he has with the little boy here where he talks about how you, you know, count the thunder and tell, like, if the storm's going away or whatever. It's just, just good shit and, like... Hmm. It's just, like, normal fears that yeah. a kid would have. Like, I mean, obviously, you know going into it something creepy's gonna happen, but, like, at first it just starts off with just, like, kids having normal fears. Yeah. Cause I mean a thunderstorm's scary, and it also kind of sets up too. It's kind of it's kind of good, like uh, storytelling, like that. Um, you know that this entity is going to take these, yeah, these things, especially especially more with the son. Um, he's going to take the going entity. He's going to take these things and use it against the kid because he knows the fears. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've got a Super Bowl poster. Yeah, I always thought that Super Bowl poster was funny <laughs> because of the year. <laughs> it, it's like uh, I think it says nineteen eighty eight Super Bowl on it, mm-hmm. and this movie like came out in like eighty two. So I like I was like, yeah, it has Super yeah. Bowl whatever's XX one. So I mean, I I know they announced the Super Bowl years in advance, but like, damn, were they really announcing it like six years in advance? Like <laughs> I I just don't get it. It's weird. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> Yeah, and the little moment where he busts the daughter for oh. still being awake, talking on the phone. I like how she covers the phone, too. Like, what? Like, like he doesn't know that she has a phone in her room? And the cord, you can see it going up to the yeah. bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's, like, she's so creepy looking, man. Like, uh, Like, I don't know. She is. She always, like... <laughs> Like, the little boy just always looks scared. Yeah. But she always looks... But he looks normal. She yeah. has got to... Oh, now they're all together. She looks like one of the village of the damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, sky shots in this movie where they do the optical effects of, like, the storms coming and, like, how foreboding it looks. Like, I miss, like, actual optical effects. They're, like, they always... Like, backgrounds and stuff. Like, they always, like... I don't know. They always look so surreal and, like, really pretty to look at. It's funny how she has her hand on her mom's face. <laughs> yeah, but she's still sleeping. And this is the oh, big... So the, this, oh, is it still playing? I yeah. thought they started playing the movie again. No, it's it's a, the the thing is... Uh, the What do you call it? The the closing... Shit, I'm blanking. Like, like the uh, <laughs> the end of the broadcast day. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just playing the, the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. I thought the movie came back on. No, no. He thought it was the the first scene replay. Yeah. No, it's that just, sounds like oh, the thing's taking over already. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like the first time was like the first time she made contact with them. Yeah. And now this is the time like when they're coming out of the TV. Oh, did you see the Abraham Lincoln eyes? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is like creeping me out, even though I've already seen. It. I know. 
It's like kind of scarier without the sound. Now this is the only special effect in the movie I don't like is when they come out of the TV. It's like literally a straight up like cartoon cloud that comes out or lightning that comes out. Uh, she's yeah, she's happy. She's drawn to the uh, the flashing. What is that silver thing that's like moving on the top of the TV? I just noticed that. Yeah, it's just like like a dodo. Oh like, gosh, this like, is like um, freaking my eyes out. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like one of them dodo things that, like, I don't know what you call it, but it's like just one of those things that, like, goes up and down, up and down. Mm. Like, a, just a, like an ornament decoration. Yeah. Just slowly going up and down. And then, like, just attention to detail, like, there's, by the door, there's a bunch of carpet samples, which, like, probably Craig T uses for his job for mm. selling the houses. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're in a rave right now. It's <laughs> like messing my eyes up. Yeah. Oh, Which, like, the TV, like, when there's static on, like, it doesn't, like, make yeah. a strobe light effect, really. Yeah, like, <laughs> first it comes out like a hand, then it swirls around. It really looks like some shit you would see in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> we have our guest star cat getting yeah, freaked that's out, why too. I- I was just like, just leave the door open, because if not, he's going to come in the door and just scream the whole time. <laughs> oh. But yeah. <laughs> and one thing I thought was interesting, because like when they come out... Oh my god. And they hit the they hit the uh, the wall there, like not right now, but later there's like a burn mark on the wall, and like yeah. nobody ever like notices it or points it out. I thought that was weird. Nah. But yeah, they come out and... They're here. Yeah. Oh my god. And then we go straight back into the daylight of the, you know, the everyday, you know, suburbian. They're digging the pool and stuff. Uh-oh. Oh, Tweety got dug up already. <laughs> so much grave des- de- decorate, des- uh, desecration going on, I should say. Yeah, like, like they, they think there was a earthquake. earthquake or something. I love the detail of Craig T tying, uh, and he's talking on the phone, he's tying his um, tie, and he's actually tying it, like, around the phone cord, he's stuck. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'll show you in a second when he goes to try to hang up the phone. And this is a great scene. This is, like, the first scene of, like, really, like, the ghostly shit happening. Like, um, <laughs> the kid picks up the milk glass. <laughs> and, you got um, him right in the face. And it, like, pops and breaks. Ten times. <laughs> I have, to, I have to say this mom's really over-serving these kids' breakfast. <laughs> they, like, the kids have cereal, the daughter has a cantaloupe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's, like, giving them, like, giant homemade waffles on top of it. Like, how much could these kids possibly eat? Plus giant glasses of milk. With fuel for them to just throw at each other. Yeah, I know. The little boy has a cantaloupe, too. Yeah. Everybody's just throwing shit everywhere. I guess that's the parents' food on the other side, though. Oh, I guess. Because when you're a kid, you can barely eat maybe three or four bites. So here she's uh, explaining that it's the TV people. Yeah, the, the people from the TV. Watch this milk glass. Uh, Whoa! How'd they do that? It had to have been broken already, huh? Yeah, like it had to be some kind of like pop thing. He was like, ah! Uh, no. He knew. <laughs> like I was wondering if it would be like a little charge, like a blow-up charge. But yeah. I don't think they would put that in a kid's hand. Yeah. Or would they have then? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe back then they might have. I like Uh-oh. I like just seeing the workmen in the back of the yard just smoking a cigarette sitting there. <laughs> it's not my fault. 
And I was always so curious, like, yeah, what well, she's she, going back to the TV. Yeah, what movie Jean Shallot was reviewing there before she turned on the fuzz. <laughs> it's funny how she she gets like two inches away from it. <laughs> and this is where the little boy also notices that the silverware is like all, oh yeah, you know, mm. bent up and shit. He's he's kind of undersung too. I always feel like his character gets kind of like <laughs> mocked and made fun of because you know for being such a scaredy. Which I mean, he's a little kid. Of course, he's gonna be scared. Yeah. But uh, I think he does a good job of like selling on the ship. Here we got Sonny Landum, a predator fang. <laughs> and he, uh, always playing the no good for nothing uh, Native American character in all movies. Also, also played a no good uh, engine in uh, 48 hours. But here he is as a, a sexist. Uh, he's like really going overboard heckling this 16 year old girl. It's like. <laughs> It's like literally though you can see and the, the mom's mom. laughing. Yeah. Like you can see the mom through like the window and like they're making all these like sexual uh you know, whatever you call it, innuendos and shit towards the daughter. <laughs> like wouldn't these guys get fired off at every job that they do? <laughs> yeah, she's like, Oh, this don't look at that static, honey, it'll ruin your eyes. Let me turn then she turns on like a war movie where people are just being shot and blown up. Watch this instead. Yeah, I thought that was funny. This movie has a has a real sly sense of humor like that. Jeez, her shorts are like super short. Yeah, she's a pretty naked mom. Like later on when she has like her big horsing. <laughs> like see the burn mark on the wall? The yeah. dog's barking at it and like nobody's really like She's not like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, like when I was watching this last night I thought she was gonna like try to Whoa. wipe it off the wall. It's making him do tricks. Yeah, he's sitting up. <laughs> I like the dog in this too. He's good. I was gonna say she's ahead of her time with her her butt cheeks hanging out. I know. Well, this is the original wave. He bring he brings it a toy, the thing in the wall. She's just watching it. Yeah, I like this too. The work guy like reaching in, like he's like eating her chili and shit oh off the God. spoon, putting his spoon back. <laughs> and I like this comedy oh my bit. Gosh. He's so gross. Yeah, he's he looks like a cartoon character. You know what he looks like is the fucking cartoon characters who are like the wolf, like the Tex Avery wolves that are always like, ooh, <laughs> they're always like whistling and shit. Here we get like the really big poltergeist uh, activity. All the chairs are pushed out. Yeah. Oh, so well, that was a creepy <laughs> moment. That little hand coming it was. <laughs> but I, I I I say this is like. And also, this is a great in-camera effect where the camera's going to, like, pan away for a second. And then, like, they're going to come back and all the chairs are going to be on top of the table. <laughs> like. Did she just say, do you want to see me in a cigar box? <laughs> yeah. Because she scared her. So, like, what is this? Like, maybe, like, ten seconds? Oh. But it's funny because you could see that plant was like shaking like I as know. if they were running around trying to put them up. Yeah. <laughs> or it could have been the ghost. The TV people. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you ask her, do you see them? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Nope. Do you? Uh-uh. <laughs> That's a great little moment between them two. It's so subtle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you creeped out? Yeah. 
are you creeped out? Yeah. And I love this dissolved of like, you think it's the, all of a sudden the kitchen without any furniture in it, but it's like the exact same kitchen. Just another just, house. Yeah, just another house that uh, Craig T's trying to sell to these people. Yeah, all the house. And I forgot to look this up, but I swear to God, this lady is like Dr. Joyce Brothers. You ever remember that lady? Like the column, of, what was yeah, the vice columnist lady? I don't remember what she looked like. Yeah, I swear it looks and sounds just like her. Maybe it's not her, but it just reminds me about her so much. But I thought that was, like, a brilliant, like, dissolve there. It's funny to see how, like, those appliances are supposed to be brand new and they're, like, so old looking. I know. <laughs> like, they're clean, but, yeah, they look ancient. <laughs> Those 1982 appliances look like 1962 appliances. <laughs> and the green fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I like just this weird little detail about how you can do what you want with the building shit. He's talking about his neighbor put a jacuzzi up on the time. See, this is what I mean about the the way they do the sky shots. Yeah. Like, that's a totally realistic looking effect. Yeah. But it's so, like, I don't know, like, powerful and visually striking. Looks like a real sky. Yeah. And, like, the way they used to, you know, photochemically composite things, rotoscope things back then, like. Whoa. I don't know. To <laughs> me, to me, it's pretty amazing, this technology they had to make movies back then. Yeah. Let go of the trash can. Oh. <laughs> And you could kind of see it in that scene, the grass, how like clumpy looking it was. Mm. I was reading because this house was actually built, um, the house that they used for the exteriors, um, which is still there, obviously. But um, the house was so brand new, like like the grass hadn't grown in yet. So like what the what they did was they went around the, the neighborhood and mowed everybody's grass for free. So they could get the clippings and they just <laughs> spread, spread it all out in the lawn of the house. Funny. So his this is like the scene that's like the scariest part of this movie about me. Like she's been at home all day with the little girl, like discovering all the weird <laughs> shit that the ghosts do in the um we'll go to Pizza Hut, okay. <laughs> yeah, that they do in the kitchen and like this is the thing that's like scary to me is like how excited they are. Like Craig T isn't like he he gets pretty freaked out because he knows he's seeing something strange. But like yeah, they like the, like the way that like some people who like she's so happy and amazed with it. Yeah, like the way people like find it such a novelty at first, and I never understand those people who think they have a ghost in their house, but they're like, oh, it's like a little kid, or yeah. oh, they, they will never hurt you, or like she's all jumping up, yeah, uh, bored. <laughs> yeah, the, the little girl is like she knows all the shit that they do, but um, it's just scary that like they're like they're actually kind of excited about it at first. Well, it's just a mom. Yeah, the mom. Because <laughs> they're kind of keeping it from the kids so far. And then, like, obviously it was a great special effect of the chair going by, but, like, the way they, like, they drag the little girl, like, it's it's so crazy. Like, I don't even know how they do it. <laughs> it's just funny how she puts the helmet on. Yeah, the Rams helmet. I want pepperoni pizza. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, she was totally, like, sliding into that wall, too, oh, before it burns. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And it's kind of interesting, too, that, like, she has it marked on the floor from the point where, like, they'll drag stuff. Oh, she's done it herself, too. Yeah, she says it feels like a tickling in your stomach. I would be so creeped out even standing in that room. He's like, are you crazy? (laughs) And, like, the earlier scene where they were all trying to watch the football game and the neighbor's remote kept changing their... Yeah, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's like commentary of how, like, everybody's so similar in the suburbs and so on top of each other. Cookie cutter. This is a funny bit, too, where, like, they go to... 
the neighbor to see if any shit's going on in theirs. And, like, they kind of, like, can't get the nerve up to say, like, what's going on. But, like, they, they're getting all slap happy and, like, with the mosquitoes and shit are biting the shit out of them. <laughs> and I was like, I thought the mosquitoes were kind of just, like, not really there until, like, the next scene. Like, she's putting the lotion all over his face and shit. Yeah. <coughs> and they never really show anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're just crazy. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't, I recognize this guy, the the neighbor guy. Like, I don't, I don't know what his name is. But it's just that thing of like, bit casting being perfect. Because he's like totally, almost like a sitcom type uh, character of like the goofy neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kind of asshole-ish, but you know, <laughs> le- you know, loud of a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> How do you bring this up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Asking if the dishes or furniture are moving around by themselves. Yeah, Craig T, he got all bit up by the mosquitoes. But just, like, his face, like, I don't know. He's just, like, there's something about his face that he's just, like... I mean, they're not even really, like, having... Like, when he was at the door and they were asking, have you been seeing anything moving around? His face was kind of, like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, please say yes, that we're not the only ones. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... Oh, it does look like somebody standing there with their arms. Yeah, up. with the arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tree outside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's talking about, you know, it's freaky, but nothing bad is happening. It's like another side of nature. So, like, they're kind of, in a way... I mean, Craig T, not so much, but, like, they're kind of, like, opening themselves up even more to it. Yeah. Which, like, makes it even more, like... Because they say the more you accept it and believe in it, the pow- more powerful it'll be. That's usually yeah. how all kind of spirits, bad spirits work. And, like, in this movie, it's, like, literally a physical gateway. So it's, like, yeah. they're just opening it up more and more the more they fuck with it. And it's kind of interesting, too. It's, like, because the gateway is in the kid's closet... Uh, and then there's like the oh. whole tunnel that happens. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so this is where it starts going ah. balls of the wall. Holy crap! With with the tree literally oh, bust through the window. Yeah, and it grabs them, oh, pulls them. Oh my god! And I love that the parents like actually see it happen yeah. too. It's not a thing where it's like this happened, this happened. The kids are saying this happened, this happened, yeah. and the parents are like, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I talked about that with some other movie, but it's like I hate movies where supernatural shits going on. And, like, nobody can be convinced, you know what I mean? That's every movie, pretty much. (laughs) But, like, pretty much everybody sees what's going on, so you you don't waste that time. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's crazy, too, like, there's literally, like, a a tornado that comes in, comes through. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of how they somewhat rationalize it. But Craig T, like, literally (laughs) has to, uh, who, uh, but the tornado and the tree come in life, it's it's all a, um... It's all that glittery stuff. I think it's just so you can see that, like, you know... The wind blowing. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just glitter, but it's, like... So you can see that, you know, shit. And, like, like they did this a lot... Oh, my gosh. ...in movies back then. (laughs) And they they actually have a couple sets like this in this movie where... It's, like, a a, a set that's, like, on a... a, I guess a giant, like, gimbal or whatever where Uh it can turn. So, like, the the room is physically turning upside down. So, like, that's all this shit is, like, flying into the closet. And I like, I like, they intercut shots of her and then a puppet version of her, but it looks cool. There he is. Oh my gosh, this movie's gnarly, man. Like, it's I know. scary. And it, this is, like, not that far into the movie either. Yeah. Like, action got started fast. 
Because there's so much, like, you know, a lot of movies, especially oh Haunt. Like, I hate, I love this movie, but I hate no, ghost no, movies in general. Because they usually can't get any physical oh, action going. It's all farting around. There she goes. Yep. Ah, there goes the, the doll bed. of her flying in. Oh, yeah, the beds. <laughs> this is gnarly, too. Like, look at that. Oh, oh. bam. <laughs> Dang, he, like, fell on his head. I know. Dad, like, did a... DDT on him. The son did a DDT yeah. on the dad. And then, like, the tornado's oh, pulling the God. tree away, and then the trees, like, oh. roots are trying to grab them. Right from the tree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The daughter's just been watching the whole I know. Whoa. Yeah, the daughter says it's a tornado, which, I mean, it was, but it was it was more like an Evil Dead 2 tornado, where yeah, it sucked like, everything into, it like, a... that fence. Yeah. Oh, no, it looks like it. it. Those people are just standing out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, oh my it's not just mud, but it's like the the like dad and the son, slime. like they had that slime from yeah. the tree was eating them. It's like the evil uh, yeah. goo, <laughs> the residue that gets left by evil. <laughs> and this is like a very like chilling moment here, where they're they're looking for Carol Ann in the closet. You know she's gone, but they don't they don't know where she is, and like. They th- they think she's like dead under this blanket, but it's just the clown doll. Yeah. And like uh, for a second, he's still really... like, "Well, where is she?" Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! And like, I, I feel like the little boy knows something. Here. He was like, "I told you guys there was something funky with yeah. that tree." <laughs> yeah. And again, this is good filmmaking to kind of milk this moment just the panic that i'm sure every parent has you know like losing a child even for five minutes you know what i mean like so many things go through your head because i know the mom before was saying she was afraid of carol ann sleepwalking oh yeah during the pot smoking scene because yeah, she gave a story them. about when she was a kid yeah she slept walked and she got into a, a guy's car and then like he drove to work the next day and then found her and then everybody thought he was a perv that kidnapped her and stuff. <laughs> so I always kind of wondered if like, cause they think she was sleepwalking when she was like walking around looking at the TV and talking to the people and shit. Yeah. I wonder if there was like a little bit of, um, like a paranormal gene that like got passed on, like almost like a psychic gene <laughs> that got passed on yeah. from the daughter to the mom. I mean, from the mom to the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, just more oh terror of think, thinking. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, thinking she, you know, she fell in the ho- the muddy hole of the thing and all that. And the poor boy, they just like are leaving him by himself. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's obviously in shock. Like, but like, obviously, he almost got eaten by a tree, so he knows something bad happened to Carol Ann. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the first one that hears her voice coming through the TV. Which, like, I don't, I don't think that's like. Um, Oh, poor thing. He's so, like, traumatized. Other than, like, paranormal shows. But oh, that was, like, gosh. a big thing back then that if you turned to a TV or usually more a radio to, like, an empty, like, like static that, you know, you would hear these voices yeah. that were supposedly gateways or whatever, communications from <laughs> dead people, ghosts, whatever. Yeah. That's in a lot of those ghost movies yeah like literally they made a whole movie all about it white noise with uh, michael keaton oh my gosh yeah he's so scared and she hears carol ann's voice in the the tv static oh my gosh (sighs) 
Oh, look at her hair. Yeah, her hands like it completely looks bald. dead, like a dead yeah. hand. <laughs> Yeah, and like the sound effect they do of her voice, which like it didn't really. Hey, even... that's Sun. Yep. <laughs> I think. It I looks can't. Like it. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. I don't know how accurate it was, but I watched like a thing on. Um... Was it? I can't remember. I thought it was no. I thought no. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it, it was. I think similar. it was Irvine. Is where it was. Yeah, it looks familiar because yeah. I've been when I was in high school. I went did tours of the universities when it was that time, yeah. like senior year or whatever. And they used to take us on um, trips to universities. It looked familiar. I just couldn't tell from where. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was like used in uh, as like the main city in one of the Planet of the Apes sequels. <laughs> Here's another lady. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers, the <laughs> paranormal lady. Like, like this is like the, uh, the, um, I guess the archetype of all the paranormal ladies that are in movies now, and the insidious <laughs> movies, and yeah. the conjuring movies. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, like, uh, Lorraine Warren was around the wrong time. I, I wonder... Oh my gosh, look at him. Yeah, he's so white, <sighs> he's smoking now. He pretty much smokes through the rest of the movie when he never smoked cigarettes in the beginning. Oh my See, like, just how he looks. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh my god. And, 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 like, again, like... You just feel his pain of, like, losing his daughter. That's one of the creepiest scenes, too, where he's getting interviewed by them, trying to get them to come help. You know, there's, like, these collegiate paranormal investigators doing research, scientists, whatever. Yeah. And he's even walking around drinking a beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> he totally looks like shit. Yeah. Um, little boy, his oh, face is all scratched up from the tree. Poor yeah. Baby. See, that's why I say poor baby, all these kids. I know. <laughs> I can't help it. I feel sad for them. And then the fact that they were, like, actually put through it. Was yeah. that tree always like that? Yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah. That's a weird decoration. I don't think it really showed it from that angle before, though. Yeah. Um, just, like, I mean, these kids really had to grow through this stuff. <laughs> like, this is a great moment here. Great screenwriting, great direction where the, the younger guy... He's talking about, yes, you know, I, I had this great paranormal experience where I saw a toy car go seven <laughs> feet in the course of seven hours. And, <laughs> and you, it wasn't, you know, perceptible to the naked eye, but I, I had time-lapse photography. And, and like, Craig T is just, just like, yeah, like, like wait till I open up this door, fucker. <laughs> wait till we see what's going on here. He's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's just literally the kid's oh room, just all the toys and shit, flying, record albums flying around the room in a, in a circle. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Put together. The light bulb <laughs> going in. Oh There's some kind of chintzy uh, rotoscoping here where the objects are kind of see-through oh. and shit, but it's still funny. There's, like, lots of great clown oh. noises. Oh, my gosh. Protractor, oh my gosh. I must say. Jeez. And I like that when the protractor just starts playing the record. <laughs> Yeah. And then it was also in the Incredible Hulk rode by on a horse. I know. And I was like, what? Oh, now she's freaked out. Yeah. It's like, you wanted to be investigating this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I like it, though, that the paranormal, like, usually in these movies now, like, the paranormal investigators show up, and, like, they're experts, and they know everything, and, like, these people are very, like, science-based, where it's just like, yeah, you know, these, these little tiny things that have been witnessed, they're, like, yeah. so amazed by, oh. like... Yeah, like literally the coffee pot's just <laughs> flying around the, the table. But like, I like <laughs> they look how, underneath like it's yeah. some trick. <laughs> I like how these people know that they're like in over their heads, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not offering solutions, they're just trying to document what's going on and, you know, give any help and support to the family they can. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah. They all know all the routines of everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they come in pairs. <laughs> it's so weird that uh, Joe Beth Williams, who plays the mom, like, unless there's just a bunch of movies that I kind of like. Like, I know she was in a few things after this that I've seen, but, like, I can't think of any other, like, big name movie she was in, and she was so good in this movie. I can't believe this, like, didn't, like, you know, catapult her into, like, A-list uh, female lead roles. So they're trying to tell them the difference between a poltergeist and a haunting. Yeah, so a haunting is basically a ghost that's attached to a house, where a poltergeist is a ghost who's attached more to a person. Yeah. In this case, you know, Carol Ann is who they gravitated towards. But, I mean, everybody's affected, obviously, all this shit that's going on. And, you know, now they're just playing the static on the TV to, you know, show to them. But, um, and I'm, I'm sure they would freely admit to it, but, like, the one thing that's, like, so similar to this is, uh, Stranger Things in the season one where the, the kid gets pulled into the, well, just the fact that there is another dimension, but he gets pulled into it, and then the mom you can hear him, like, through the walls or communicating with lights and stuff. But for some reason, Poltergeist doesn't, it's always, like, Goonies and Ghostbusters and shit that gets you know, listed as the main influences on that. It's funny how, like, the mom is just, like, she's still perfectly normal-looking and still glamorous, and the dad is, like, looking, like, baggy bags under his eyes, all dark circles. Well, I mean, they they obviously, you know, because they witness all the shit, so nobody in the family is really, like, a disbeliever, but I think the dad is thinking more that she's, she's probably dead. She's doomed. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the mom is just, like, still in denial to the point that she thinks she can get her back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're hearing it. They hear a whispering. Yeah, coming through the TV. <laughs> Even the dog reaction. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it just, it, I mean, it's just nice, too, like, the relationship. Oh, my God. Yeah, the older daughter can't deal with the shit. Just, like, everybody has different reactions, and that's, yeah. like, the interesting part of it. Like, the mom, she's so, like, hopeful and happy when she hears from her. The dad's falling apart. The daughter's, like, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess, really, the daughter didn't go through too much during that attack. Yeah. So she, she, she probably, you know... Just the voices are really all she's witnessed. It's really, you know, set up that she's on the other side and there's a light. And, uh, you know, the lady's telling her not to go uh, go to it. Because it, cause I, I guess it's just like, then you would really be dead and not be able to come back. Yeah. It's funny how she tells her it may be a way out, but not for her. Yeah. <laughs> A hoax. He doesn't believe it. Oh, yeah. This is now this turn is around, where, dude. Yeah, the gateway opens oh, he up. He missed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, he's it's like the nerdy guy who acts like he like doesn't believe shit for some reason. He he, he gets an experience later that you know. Yeah. He probably gets the most intense experience out of all of them. <laughs> Oh, this is when they get all the 
coasts, right? I think that's later, but, but uh, this is just where they have all the watches dropped through the ceiling. Oh, I thought it was when they had all the ghosts. But um, I think that's later because they don't have the the um, the camera set up yet. Yeah. And they, they capture all that on cameras later. Later. Now the mom's getting upset. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, it's like, it's not slam bang. It's not jump scares, which all, you know. Ugh, that's my least favorite thing about it. That's, I just, I don't watch any modern quote-unquote horror movies anymore because I just, that, that experience of the loud bang noise or whatever yeah. scare noise you want to call it, screech, whatever it is for that particular movie, like, it just turns me off so much more because it's not creepy, it's just loud and it hurts my ears and that's not an experience I care to experience over and over again in a movie. Well, I think, too, the, the thing I hate about jump scares, like, when I was a kid in movies, jump scares were always, they would slowly open up a closet and a cat would screech and jump out, which, I mean, was always corny, was always cliche, but it was just a way to kind of wake up the audience, get a joy eyes. Now it's like the actual main character, monster, ghost, whatever, is always doing the jump scares in yeah, movies now. It's always it, a shriek kind of Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of funny too, because it's like, what I like about this movie, like I said, I don't generally like ghost movies, just like I don't like exorcist movies, Yeah. Uh, exorcism movies, because they're all corny and derivative of the exorcist, but I love the actual exorcist, same with this. Yeah, it's kind of like, you can only really do it once, and then yeah. after that, dang, who was that, oh, that was that the daughter? Yeah. She just like flew across the room. Um, yeah, Yeah, like, you kind of like, can't really do it again after that, because it's like... Once you've seen it, it's kind of like, oh, somebody already did it, you know? Like, And the, the thing is, too, is, like, especially what I hate about ghost movies now, it's always, like, they realize that the ghost is in the room with them, they slowly turn to look at it, and then the ghost runs at them and screams, but then yeah. nothing happens. Yeah. Whereas this movie, like, when the ghosts want to do some shit to you, like, yeah. like you're going to get fucked up. Like, Well, like, right now, like, um, when Carol Ann went through her, like, that was like she said she could feel her. She yeah. was, it, it was even to the point where she smelled like her. That's crazy. And the nerdy guy comes from being upstairs, and he got bit oh. on the side. Now, yeah. Dang. I like the little boy too. Oh. He's, he's like, "Wow, you got bit." <laughs> That's a giant mouth. Because like the energy waves are kind of exploding before, and people were getting knocked to the ground. But yeah, I think he. I think he actually got bit by the beast. Yeah. Because they set up in a little bit that there's a beast on the other side, yeah. which is kind of like the Demogorgon in uh, Stranger Things. See, it's like everything is uh, copies everything at this point. It's like... Yeah. Once you do it once, it's kind of like nothing... For me, personally, like nothing else is interesting. I'd rather just watch the original, the right. one that set up the... the uh, premises in the first place and then just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, and like that's what I said about the sequels 2 and 3... Um, they're fun movies on their own, but man, they just don't hold a candle to the original. Right. And I think the reason is because, well, first of all, you don't have the talent level, you know, yeah. they're, they're not Spielberg productions, but, yeah. but also too, it's like, you can only do it once. And they did this original movie once. There wasn't like a lot of room left to like, Oh, we could do this next time. Or, oh, we could yeah. do this. It's like, they milked every bit of tension. Yeah. You know, they built in a lot of story. The characters had great depth. They all had like little moments yeah. that humanized and made them seem like real people. 
they're doing all the science aspect, like, yeah. considering everything, and it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It, like, the, anything else after, in sequels or in any other kind of new movie that tries to get made, like, it's just all gonna be, like, copying this. Yeah, derivative. Yeah. And, like, even here, like, they're building, um, build, they, they build a, a great moment here where the, um, the paranormal investigator lady and the mom, like, share a moment here, and, uh, they talk, you know, and, like, the, the lady ends up pulling out a flask, and they share a drink, and it's just, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, you know, these new movies, they ain't got, they ain't got time to bleed, they gotta hurry up and, and scare you with the jump scares and get you out so they can clean the popcorn off the floor for the next showing or whatever, yeah. but I really, I really like, you know, the idea of the way older style movie making was of kind of like buy the ticket take the ride it's like you want to just come to see a movie about a family of people getting attacked by you know poltergeist literally it's like let's dive into it like let's get our money's worth let's sit down like let's pay attention to it let's get to know everybody yeah i never really get the impression that you kind of learn to know the characters to where you start caring about them like it's just all of the movies now just are kind of Oh, here's this family. Here's this scary shit happening to them. Oh no, there's something good or bad happening to them. Okay, and <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I never really care about the characters in the movie. Like when stuff happens to them, I don't care. Like, but when we watched this one the first time, like I just was like feeling so much emotion for like the little boy, the little girl, the dad. You know, like yeah, the I like I had emotions about the mom how she was being so weird, jumping around and like thinking it was so fun, like. I had different emotions for each character. And then the sister, like the older sister, it's like, even though she was barely in it, it was like the way she was freaking out. And like, it's so scary, you know? Like, well, even the little boy here is asking the, uh, asking like, you know, if I die, will I be able to go see Carol Ann? They're saying, oh, she's not dead. Like, yeah. like even the little boy's on a journey of like trying to understand yeah. life, death, like whatever. And it's kind of cool too that the little boy comes up with the idea of putting the rope yeah. around them. Because they, they figure out there's a gateway that, like, kind of shit stuff out, but they don't know where to go in. Like, they think it's the bedroom, but, you know, they don't know it for sure. Yeah. And he's even asking, how come Grandpa's not on the TV? Because, they're you know, the grandfather died or whatever. And it's like, it just goes to show that she's not really dead. She's in another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even this. Look at this the shot of just this lady's face. The lighting in this is better the lighting in the fucking all of the last 20 Blumhouse productions. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I noticed that about older, like, movies and TV shows is that they do a lot of that partial lighting kind of stuff to, like, emphasize people's faces yeah. or their positioning in a room or something like that. Draw your eye to it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's, like, mostly just dark. Flat. And you can barely see anything on the screen a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, like... I guess we gotta talk about this, because this is all anybody wants to talk about with this movie. So I'll make it brief, because it's not really a topic I like to talk about at all. Mm-hmm. But there's been this big uh, cir- horror community circle jerk the last few years about who directed this movie. So basically, like, the setup of this was, this is a Spielberg production. Mm-hmm. Every Spielberg production, he lorded over, like, big time. 
you know, even the ones he wouldn't direct, he would, like, be all up in the business, kind of. And, uh, there was, like, a special clause with, uh, because he was doing, this production was for MGM at the time, and then he was doing, uh, E.T. for Universal. So Universal was like, hey, don't fuck around with Poltergeist, because, like, they're pretty much being made right at the same time. Hmm. It was like, don't fuck around and try to direct two movies and then make, because, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of money into E.T., like, you know. Yeah. Like, don't fuck around and then, you know, shit tank E.T. because you're too tired from, you know, making spook house bullshit over here. <laughs> so, he kind of did this thing where he hired, he hired Toby Hooper. And, um, you know, nobody knows what the agreement was between them or whatever. But keep in mind, this is only eight years after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, literally eight years from Toby Hooper... Being a, a like a you know a film school type of filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know low budget like like guerrilla filmmaking Texas guerrilla filmmaking. So this is his first big. Ho- he he made movies since then for sure, but they were all still you know B movie driving circuit. Like right before this, he made the Fun House, which was a pretty sizable movie, pretty you know, but nothing like on this level. Not definitely not on the studio level the way this was. Oh man, I like turned out. So there was, like, a lot of shit about Spielberg being on set and being the real director. And, like, different people have given different accounts. Uh, some people claim Spielberg directed the whole thing, blah, 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 blah. And there is tons of pictures you can see Spielberg on set. But, like, a long story short, I kind of believe Mick Garris's, uh Mick Garris was actually, uh, I don't even think he was a director yet. But he was, like, doing publicity. He did publicity for this movie, and he was on the set a lot. And I know crew members and cast members said Steven was the real director. Other people said Toby set up all the shots, and then Steven. But Steven, like, I don't think he's listed as a writer, but he wrote the shooting script, which is kind of, like, where you write in, how you film it, and how you want to do it, and all that shit. So it's, like, I think Toby Hooper was the director, but it was really, like, kind of like a co-collaboration because, like, Spielberg couldn't officially be the director. But, like, I don't know. According to what McGarris said, you know, it's Toby's film. And and uh, Spielberg was always, like, up in the business. Mm-hmm. And, like, when uh, Bob Zemeckis uh, made uh, used cars under Spielberg, uh, Spielberg was up in the business. So, finally, Kurt Russell put it into it. It was just, like, like you're going to have to pick a director, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, so Spielberg backed off. And um, according to Mick Garris, nobody really stood up for Toby Hooper. So, like, he kind of had to put up with, you know... And, like, it seems like, by all accounts, he didn't mind. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind if Spielberg was helping me make a movie and paying me good and shit. Yeah. And the success of this movie... He's still getting the name credit. Yeah, exactly. And the success of this movie, like, went on to really set up the next chapter of Toby Hooper's career where he did a bunch more big-budget movies. So, like... I just think it's something horror fans shouldn't give a shit about. Because you have two master filmmakers helping to make one movie that ended up being a great fucking movie. So it's like, oh why well, care about it? So this oh this was my favorite scene as a kid. Oh my god. Where the nerd goes to get something to eat. Uh, yeah. And he, he spits out his chicken. Obviously this is the ghost or the beast or whoever fucking with his senses. But uh, Oh it, yeah, this part. Yeah, the steak like walks across the, the table by itself and the Turns a bunch of goo. Uh, then he goes to wash his face in, in the, the little sink room mirror. Uh, 
Now it's blowing up the light. Yeah. Oh, it's getting hot. Ugh. Yeah, and his skin starts cracking apart. And then in a second, he's going to go Ugh. full American werewolf in London, fucking zombie corpse. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, tearing his face away. Which, I mean, obviously looks phony as shit, like, especially this early part. But once he, like, really tears it off... Like, this was my favorite scene. Like, this was so uh, mind-blowing when I was a kid, when I first saw this movie, and they oh see the skeleton God. all underneath. Ugh. Ugh. So nasty. So, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, you just saw a guy rip his own face off in a PG movie. <laughs> so, again, this this scene that we just saw here, like, and, like, you know, how we say, there, like, to me, like, I feel the Toby Hooper touches in it. I feel like... He takes it a step, you know, just a half step further than I think Spielberg would have. Spielberg would have legit directed this movie. But um, I, I think he hired Toby Hooper for a reason. He could have hired any name guy and just fucking, like, lorded over him. But I, I think he wanted, like, a true horror guy on there. And I think Toby Hooper... I think Toby... Put it this way. I think it was a great marriage because I think Toby Hooper helped emphasize the horror moments. Yeah. And I think Spielberg helped emphasize all the great story moments because... I love Toby Hooper. I love a bunch of his movies for a lot of different reasons, and there are, a lot of them are different from each other. But this is definitely the best story-oriented film that uh, Toby Hooper ever got to work on. This drives me crazy that he's totally not paying attention to the... Yeah, and, like, the the, Ugh, the meter is, like, going fucking crazy, yeah. Like, what's the point of being there? And meanwhile, the other guy's ripping off his face in the next room. Oh, it's getting all smoky. Yeah, I like the little subtle, like, smoke effects and fog effects in this movie, too. Oh, my gosh. I think this is where all the ghosts come down. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I think it is. But, like, look how fancy, like, I like how you walk into this house and, like, there's a full bar there next up to this fancy food. I mean, I don't want all the ghosts and shit. And I don't want the pathway to hell in there. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely would love to live in a house that has the same floor plan. Old Craig T could sell me in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm surprised this guy, now that he's seeing like a prey to ghosts come down after he's ripping off his own face, I'm surprised he's not dying of a heart attack yet. Well, he's all sweaty. Yeah. It could be the water he was splashing on his face, though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's moving the light. Yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't know like what the difference is. Like, I don't know why, like at the very beginning of the movie where the hand comes out of the TV, I don't know why that shit like was so cartoony, but this shit's like so good. Mm -hmm. And this is, um, the, uh, it's kind of the same, um, cause actually the same guy ended up doing the special effects for Ghostbusters. Uh, Richard Edlin, at the time when this happened, he worked for ILM, but he went on and made his own studio later. But I love the visual look of, like, the way they would film these things. Like, that was actually something they legitimately filmed, and then, like, they composited it in, you know, like, with that opacity in it so you can see through it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's so much better looking than when you just animate in a CGI object now. It, it blends together with the film elements. I think maybe the other one looked different because it was not really meant to look like a human form, whereas this one, they probably used, like, a human form of some sort to make that image. Yeah. Whereas the other one was just, like, cartoon hands. Like, you can't really, like... 
Yeah. Use a human form to. But do yeah, that. it was it was mostly too just like the I don't know what you call it, electricity, smoke, whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, okay. and then when they record it, they like they see a lot more, and you, like when you look at it very closely, you can actually see the old timey people. So like on the other side, there's obviously the beast that we know about, but there's like just regular spirits. It seems like that you know they're not really trying to hurt anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like old timey like miners or something. Yeah, they're Western wear wear I guess, yeah. old hats and stuff. Like they kind of look like the cult of people that are that the story's about in the second one, but obviously they weren't thinking about that when they made this. <laughs> but it's kind of funny to the naked eye, just like that one ghost, and then there was really a whole parade was happening. Yeah. I thought this scene was like super odd, where they send the little boy away. <laughs> they call a taxi for the little boy. Yeah, he he gets in by himself. Like, the parents are, like, way far away, like, at the front door. Even the dog has to go in the cab. <laughs> and, and and there's, like, no dialogue with, like, when you get to your grandma's, do this. It's just the mom is like, call us, call me, or whatever. And I'm just like, where the fuck is he going all by himself, this little eight-year-old boy? They talked about it in the scene before. He was going to go stay with somebody. Oh, okay. I, I miss yeah. him, but, uh, yeah. Now they're talking about the jewelry that dropped out of the ceiling. Some of it is like, some of the jewelry is 100 years old. Some of it's new. Not new, new, but, you know, just yeah. a couple years old. Which, like, when you find out the full story makes sense. Because, you know, like, their their house is built over the graves of people. Yeah. And it's all those people, you know, they kind of, like, robbed them, I guess, of their, their rightful resting place. I like this bit where she shows, she gives the lady her flask back. <laughs> Whoa, see how empty it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's this scene where, um, yeah, this is it, where she says, you know, I'm leaving the one guy with you. But the, the oh, nerd yeah. guy, Marty, he's not coming back. <laughs> and he was like the most skeptical motherfucker, too. And she's coming back. Yeah, she'll come back and help her. I think she even tells her, Dang. you know, she's sitting on her lap. Yeah, I'll bring hope. <laughs> I like that it's almost like a motherly relationship she has with, with Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, this is like like I said, like the movie just has heart and, you know. Then here, here we have the great, unfortunately, the late, <laughs> he just passed away a couple years ago. I love this guy, James Karen. A lot of people know him from the Return of the Living Dead movies. Ooh. Great classic actor. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh Craig T's boss, the guy who, like, you know, I don't know if he owns the whole company, but he runs the company that sells all the houses in the subdivision. He stopped by to see why Craig T's not at work, and Craig T's trying to cover it up and get him to look this way. Meanwhile, shit's moving, pianos are moving in the back of <laughs> shit. I like how even for that little scene, like, still shit was going on nonstop. <laughs> even outside. It's like, almost like the, the ghost, like, and that's another thing that I find tedious about the ghost movies now. Is like only like one person sees the shit, nobody believes them. Whereas like the ghosts are just like dancing around this fucking house, dancing their asses off, trying to get everybody <laughs> to notice them and believe in them. <laughs> I always like that little window, like above the doorway in the house. I always wonder like where that went to. 
Like, I have a feeling that the, the real house, the interior, is nothing like, like it is, you know, how you see in the movie, <laughs> but... Yeah. And this is, like, kind of a cool little moment, too, where she, she, she's, like, curious, I think, about, you know, the room or whatever. Hmm. I think she opens it, and, like, shit's still going crazy in there. It's just funny how it's, like, everything else is pretty much fine. Like, there's no stuff flying around. I mean, there's stuff moving, but it's not like that hurricane room. <laughs> yeah, not the hurricane room. Yeah, she keeps she keeps hoping that, you know, she'll open the what? door. Caroline will be there, but Ugh. everybody's all screaming and screaming and shit. Ugh. Oh, they tortured him. Yeah, this is this this scene is fucking awesome too. Where uh, James Karen takes Great T up to the uh, where they're gonna build the next phase of houses. Oh, the she was born <clears throat> in that house. Yeah, I think that's why they're yeah. You know, cause cause she cause she um was born in the spot where yeah. they're buried. Not died, obviously, but buried. Yeah. But this is the part where uh, James Karen tells me, you know, the next. Uh, next round of houses and you know we can build you a new house right here and craig t's like well you know making a joke like not much room for a pool because there's this like old ass uh cemetery right here and james karen says uh well you know you know we we, we can just move the cemetery right down the road and craig t's like what like 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 won't people be mad about that you know <laughs> and he's like nah he's like we've done it before and, like, this is where he... He doesn't get the whole story, obviously, but he finds out that, you know, at this point, he's thinking the whole subdivision was built on a cemetery, you know, that the, but that they moved it, because that's what he's telling them now. But uh, later on, at the very end of the movie, we find out the whole story. But, I mean, he, he, Craig T's smart enough to, even in this point of story, to know that probably the the reason this... The whole, so he's starting to crack up a little bit, because he knows, like, the reason all this shit's happening... All these dead fuckers are walking through his uh, living room. It's because, you know, they they disturb what was going on here, this giant cemetery. And it's a pretty awesome effect, too. Because uh, there obviously is no real cemetery there. They just built this little front section. Oh, and then this part... Like, when did they talk about it? Yeah, it's the giant cemetery. Yeah. And it's like all a matte painting. I just think it looks fucking awesome. I saw actually a guy on YouTube... Um, and it sucks that there's no real good special features on this Blu-ray, but a guy on YouTube, like, went to that spot, and, like, he like he shot how it looks now, you know what I mean? And, like, the valley there, all the houses are built now. But, yeah, like, it, like that hill's actually not even that big. Like, they're pretty much standing almost on the top of the hill, for yeah. real, right there. It's funny how it says, it's not like it's an Indian burial ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> they totally, like omit that out like they're like that's not what's happening here yeah it's just people <laughs> yeah it's just people yeah there's there's another cemetery five five minutes down the road oh my gosh now there's, it's starting to clear yeah just the, <laughs> the look on his face and shit Yeah, yeah. I don't, that was one thing, like, where I used to live when I was younger. They basically always said that it was built on top of a Indian burial ground. Because mm. <laughs> some people would say that they would have weird stuff happening in their house, like the, yeah. the channels turning, changing and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, 
It's just funny because it was like housing development, you know? Yeah. That's where they put all the uh, poor people. <laughs> Yikes. So, like, yeah, like, they always said, this was built on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> oh, here she is. Yeah, this is where we get the great uh, Zelda Rubenstein <laughs> uh, coming in as, I guess she's a medium. Yeah. She's kind of got a Lorraine Warren vibe going on herself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of like how blunt and like, I wouldn't say rude, but I like how blunt she is. How she's like, can y'all hang back? You're messing up my Frequency. my signal frequencies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a great moment here in a second where she goes up the stairs and like Craig T's like fucking with her. Like she, she said, she asks a question. And then he's like, see, like, I was thinking the answer and blah, blah, blah. And she's supposed to be psychic, but she couldn't read my mind. And then she's like, she's like, yeah, I read your mind. I just don't like trick answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So what side of the rainbow are we working tonight, Dr. Lesh? <laughs> <laughs> Making a magic. Is this your Knott's Berry Farm solution? <laughs> I thought that was a funny line. I kind of don't get the Knott's Berry Farm reference, but... I get the this side of the rainbow one, but obviously she's a little person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, her name's Tangina. Yeah, this is the moment where he fucks with her. He's thinking that. Maybe instead of saying, like, Mickey Mouse solution to fix it, like, they, were, they said Knott's Berry Farm instead. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know what Knott's Berry Farm has to do with ghosts or small people or psychics. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe just, like, thinking that the whole psychic thing was, like, a entertainment sideshow type thing, you know? <laughs> oh, she's a clairvoyant. Clairvoyant, yeah. I just don't like trick answers. <laughs> but, yeah, this lady was, like, so famous. Like, like I, I have seen some other movies she was in and stuff. But she was really so famous just from this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And even herself, like, the way she does her performance, the voice she puts on, like, she's, 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 like, just as scary as the ghost, really. Yeah. <laughs> and just the visual of her and how short she is. <laughs> she's gonna give me whiplash. Yeah. It's interesting how she's wearing all white. Yeah. <laughs> she already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it's kind of funny um I was uh watching a thing about poltergeists and the whole curse thing and all that. And like the way the little girl ended up in the movie was like very like very uh coincidental. Like, her mom was saying, I forget what she said she did, but she was working on the film set of that movie, Pennies from Heaven, mm. and the little girl was there with her, and uh, Steven Spielberg was visiting, and, like, he saw the little girl and, like, started talking to her and stuff, mm. and he was just, like, like, I mean, as far as I know, it didn't even sound like she was really even a child actor, it just, like, like, he was just, like, fell in love with her instantly, mm. and was, like, you know, asking her to come, like, audition and stuff. <laughs> So it's really just, like, coincidence like that. It's weird how some... I mean, I, I kind of get it, too, because, like, 
you know, people have to scout for child film actors because a lot of the ones that are trying it aren't that good, and then some of the best ones are just kind of like naturals, you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that's how this little girl is kind of like how Eddie Furlong, they just found him at a mall for Terminator. <laughs> but what was the thing with the little girl, like the curse or whatever? Well, the, the, the curse didn't even have anything to do with the little girl till like later, but pretty much after they they made every poltergeist movie a person from a uh, passed away mm. so after this first one the the teenage daughter dominic dunn uh unfortunately uh was strangled to death by a crazy ex-boyfriend or whatever oh my gosh then part two the uh the indian guy in it who plays the indian shaman in the movie in real life was the indian shaman he was uh Cause like that, well, there's a whole curse thing with them using real skeletons in this movie. Oh gosh! Which that's kind of how the shit got started. Jesus. The curse got started. Uh. A lot of things went wrong and whatever. And I never like quite bought this explanation, but they claim that nobody ever thought to use fake skeletons back then. So you, when you made a movie, you just always bought real skeletons. Wow. And um, supposedly everybody claims that you would always get the real skeletons for movies from uh skeleton farms in in india or whatever yeah so they they got all these real skeletons and then they they put makeup on them like that's that's what all the corpse skeletons are later on and then they also use some real skulls in part two and then like the indian guy like he knew some bad shit was going on like the first day of filming on part two like all the film came out like on on you know just black like nothing was on it So he did a cleansing and everything, and then, like, within a year, like, he died, uh, supposedly a routine surgery. Uh, he had some illnesses, a routine surgery. He passed away unexpectedly. Aww. And then when they are making part three, the little girl got sick. She was, like, 12 years old by the time they made part three. And the movie was, like, about 80% done. I think the director said he only had, like, 17 pages left to shoot. Mm. But you can see it in the movie. In some parts of the movie, like, her face is puffed up. Mm. She had, like, a mystery illness. They didn't know what it was. So, like, they had, um... They had done x-rays, like, everything. And the doctors, like, they misread the x-rays. They didn't see what was wrong. Mm. Some kind of blockage in her thing. So it was, like, um... It was like, I think it was more like in her stomach, because it had to do with her, her, her organs were swelling. Yeah. And she died of sepsis, so it was like... Jeez. Yeah. So it was like... the <laughs> movie. Yeah, the movie wasn't finished, yeah. and like, I, I, I saw, yesterday I watched the documentary thing where the little girl's mom was saying she got up for school and she was sick, and... And she, the mom told him, well, like, I want you to eat a piece of toast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you didn't eat last night or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this had been going on for a while. I, it seemed like from where they were talking, you know, going to doctors and no doctor finding anything wrong, whatever. So she ate a little bit of food and got sick. And um, she started, like, turning colors, like purple and shit. So the mom called the ambulance right away. And, like, they were just pretty much saying, like... Like, this is it. Like, she's gone or whatever. So the mom had her airlifted to Children's Hospital because, like, the people were just giving up on her. Yeah. And, like, they tried to rush her into surgery because, like, once they realized where the blockage was, but it was just too late. Like, the sepsis, you know, illness, whatever, just had took in her too quick. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, just weird. And And it wasn't like she was ill for 
you know, years and years. It wasn't like... Just for the movie? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much seemed like something that was just going on for a few weeks, if not a few months at the most. And, you know, they were getting her to the doctor and all these tests and they couldn't, whatever. They just, you know, fucked up with the, the medical, you know, stuff. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot more stuff involved in it. Um, a guy fell asleep and died on the set of part two and just like on the set, just, I don't know, just weird stuff. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's it's all to me, like I look back on it and it's just, it's just sad. Like, like Dominique Dunn, 22 years old, being strangled to death by a stupid boyfriend. And then, you know, the little girl having a, uh, medical thing that, um, they couldn't diagnose correctly, and just, it just, to me, it's just all tragedy, but it is weird, I mean. <laughs> it's weird that so much happened and associated with this series. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, but the thing that's kind of weird about it, and, you know, like, the thing I was watching, and, you know, they bring on the paranormal guy, and he's like, oh, when there's a curse, and there's uh, and all this, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I get it, and it's it's all spooky when you kind of try to play connect the dots. But shouldn't like Steven Spielberg? I mean, I know Steven Spielberg almost got raped by that guy, but shouldn't Steel- what? Yeah, so this <laughs> shouldn't Steven Spielberg like be like you know super cursed and Frank Marshall and Kathleen yeah. Kennedy and everybody who be like the people who who creatively wanted to make the movies like shouldn't they have suffered from the curse too like. Well, I mean, if it's something where it's, like, people who are in contact with the stuff, like, the shaman and the skeleton stuff and all that, like, it could just be something where it's, like, the people who are closer in proximity to everything. Yeah. Because, I mean, if those people, I mean, other than Spielberg, I guess, but if those people were never really there on the set, like... Yeah. I mean, you could see it that way. I mean, Sp- I mean, Spielberg was literally the ghost director, supposedly. Shouldn't he have some shit coming down on him? I mean, not if he wasn't really around that much. <laughs> I mean, they claim he was there every day, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's got some Jewish uh, juju that works for him. He, mu- <laughs> he must have had a, uh, a rabbi <laughs> on call 24-7 to give him special blessings. <laughs> yeah. So going back to the Tobey Hooper uh, factoids here, um, another movie I really enjoy, and like when people are like, oh, Tobey Hooper would never make a movie about kids, and he would never blah, blah, blah. Well, like literally the year before this, he made The Fun House, which was a bunch of, a bunch of kids going to a you know a carn- carnival, a bunch of evil carnies and a monster in a fun house killing people. But one of the movies he did after this, uh, the remake of Invaders from Mars, I mm. thought it was funny. Like, the kid also had a lot of Star Wars shit in his room, and then that C-3PO, I don't know what it is, like a light or what it, what yeah, it is. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. That wall, I remember seeing those, but I, I never had one or anything. But the kid in Invaders from Mars has that on his wall, too. I thought that <laughs> was funny. I thought this was pretty good, too. Pretty smart that, like, they're going to throw these, like, tennis balls that they marked with numbers. Yeah into the uh, closet gateway because you know what they're hoping is that the st- you know it will go through the dimension ah. and come out the the hole in the living room yeah 
Which it does. Oh, and also so Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters have like every time they t- they get touched by a ghost, they get slimed with green slime. Yeah. Well, in this one, it's like pink slime. Yeah. So this movie even set this up. Yeah, they have that in a lot of horror stuff where like the... Ectoplasm. The evil, yeah, the evil leaves a residue. Yeah. Oh my god. Kiss my ass. <laughs> also, so yeah, she explained it how like... The little girl's being deceived to think that she's being with people that are that are safe and yeah. that the thing looks like another child to Carol Ann, but to us it's a beast. It's the beast, yeah. yeah. And and I think that's why it kind of like attacks everybody to keep them away because you know they don't say it, but I mean I I would I would just naturally deduct that it wants to keep her in there to kind of suck on her life force. Yeah. And that, and she was explaining too that Carol Ann is different from the other spirits there because they're all dead, but Carol Ann is alive. Right. So yeah, it's like she's they're feeding off of her. And again, yeah, Stranger Things when they come out of the, they I think they call it the Upside Down, the other dimension they come out all slimed up too. Oh. <laughs> yeah and I like that effect too of like when it shows the rope hanging there like it looks like it's split on the end but it's really just that you know half of the rope is in the dimension and half it's in our world (laughs) I like this cool uh, idea they come up with yeah to create this rope well, really, it's the little boy who came up with it. Yeah. But, um... Ugh. Yeah, I wish Craig T would have worked with gloves. Because, oh, man, man, that I'm rope is burning nice. through his hands. Yeah. I like the, I really like this moment, too. I think it's even in the trailer. <laughs> where she's like, the 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 clairvoyant TNG, and she's like, help me tie this around my waist. And uh, the mom's like, no, I'm going in because she'll come to me, you know? And she's like... Teen Gina's like, well, you haven't done this before. And she's like, well, neither have you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's funny. This is an, I mean, there's just so many iconic moments in this movie, but this is like another iconic thing of like when they come through the thing. Yeah. Come out all slimed up. I, I, see, I love this when the wife and the husband kiss. I like how he did like a sailor's knot on her yeah. instead of just a regular knot. Yeah, he tied her And then the psychologist is like, oh, She's all in love with that. I know. Watching their love. When they kiss with the light in the background and they totally milk it by showing the lady's reaction. Now, it's not technically a remake because they have different names and stuff. But, you know, the quote-unquote remake, which I I thought the 2015 movie was sold as a remake. But then I've heard other things say it's a reboot, continuation, whatever. But I will say one thing that's kind of cool in that movie is the little boy in that movie, he says, like, let's send a drone in to look for her. <laughs> and, like, you you actually get to see the world. And, like, n- normally I'm, like, you know, I love the way this movie does it. You don't really see the other side or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I have to say, it, it that's kind of the coolest moment, I think, of that particular movie, that 2015 movie, is when mm. you see the shit. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty out there and freaky looking. 
You know what's funny, though, is that, like, I mean, as much as the TV at the beginning was, like, strobing me out. Yeah. Like, this part here, like, I've been watching it the whole time, and, like, I haven't felt, like, strobed out at all. Like, my yeah. eyes haven't got all messed up or anything. Like, that's, like, one of the things that I don't like about modern movies and TV, too, is how they use a lot of flashing. Yeah. But that, yeah, like, it gives you, like, a nasty, like, it makes your eyes all googly, and it just kind of, like blows out your brain when you're watching it but like i haven't felt that at all with this well i think with this uh, this little part here it's because it's um it's flashing at a lower speed mm. and there's different color lights mixed in it's just not flashing black and white it's it's more blue with yellow mixed in but like even when it was filming right into the closet where the flashing was coming from like i don't i, I wasn't bothered by it at all yeah it's just interesting oh man this is so like <laughs> it's just like I'm just like speechless watching it. <laughs> yeah. Even I've already ah, Yeah, the, the oh beast comes out the giant skull. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh no, he let go. And for yeah, for uh oh. Yeah, and then on the other side they, they pull Oh my gosh. Her and the Oh okay. Uh, they pulled it. Yeah, they pull pull her through. But, because uh, oh this Blu-ray, and I'm assuming the DVD sucks, too, for special features. They just have generic oh ghost God. talk special features. Go on YouTube if you like this movie, and because even Amblin put it up, and they kind of have the best quality copy, but it's still sub-VHS copy. But find the behind-the-scenes of Poltergeist. It's only about seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's really the only behind-the-scenes footage you'll see uh, of this movie and that scene where he pulled the beast out of the closet. <laughs> they showed they, they showed how they, they shot that scene, and it's pretty impressive, the special <laughs> effects. It's pretty cool. I, won't I don't want to know how. Yeah, I won't ruin I don't it here. Like, but I don't like watching special features. <laughs> they are so gooped up. Uh, I know. They cool. come out, like, passed out. Like, it looks like they're not breathing. they got to get yeah, them in the like, water. They were in, like, a weird state. Yeah. Even the little girl, she's still, like, dead. <laughs> Yeah, the, which you think they would be gravitating to her first. I know. And they, I don't think they say it, but, you know, because, like, how she's like, get them in the water, get them in the water. Yeah. They'll, like, wash all that shit off. I think, I think maybe, like, they're cold and, like, they need the warmth yeah, of the water. To, I like, think that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Little girl wakes up like normal. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, he, she put that goop on his head. <laughs> I know. They're like Ugh, making. They're all kissing. <laughs> I love this scene though, where the 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 investigator lady closes the door to let them have a private let them moment. Have a private moment. Yeah, oh, and then Tangina will pose it. <laughs> oh, look at me! Oh, I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> this house is clean. Not quite. I know. Just because I got her out doesn't mean that thing's gone. Yeah, which like by the way, this is like a two hour movie. And, like, that whole scene was awesome, and it really could have been the finale of just about any movie at the time, Mm. especially with movies back then that weren't as, you know, big and grand. And, like, this, it's funny, because even when I was watching this yesterday, and I knew better, because I've seen this movie 20 times over the years, (laughs) this feels like, especially the way they do movies now, like, this feels (laughs) like the final scene, like, it's bright daylight again, the whole family's back. They're literally moving well, out the next day. They're packing up boxes on the lawn and shit. The mom has some, uh... Yeah, some Bruce Campbell gray. Storm hair. Yeah. <laughs> or not Storm, um... What's her name? Wait. Yeah, Storm. Yeah. Oh, oh well, Storm has hair like... Actually, Storm has all white hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Rogue, yeah. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I was Rogue. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. You threw me <laughs> off. But, um... 
I was like, because I remember seeing in the in the movie where it turns gray and on the sides or whatever, yeah. and I was like, ah, or she has the one streak or whatever. I was like, no, it's not Storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's hair gets all streaked like that. I think in Evil Dead too. Yeah. Like you actually see it, it's like psh, stop motion animation. <laughs> but it's just everything's so warm and so happy. And it's like, like they're, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're getting the fuck out of this house. But, like, they should have never, like, they should have sent movers to go in there and pack that shit up for them and, and like, never went back in the house again. <laughs> but it totally does feel like this is, like, the happy ending. And this is this would be the happy ending in, like, you know, 99% of movies. But, like, we still got a whole 20 minutes left. And, like, <laughs> as cool as everything was with pulling them through the side and the beast popping out of the closet and shit... I think uh, I think the ending that happens here is like even cooler, and like it, like it, it really is like the grand finale that you know really you know takes it to a Spielberg uh, production level. At least he the dad's looking better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, it makes me. He, feel he got better. color again. <laughs> he doesn't have the black around his eyes anymore. No, I like how she's always just sitting there laughing like hey hey hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can tell you too that the mom's gray hair is like a piece like glued onto her the side of her hair. <laughs> it's like glued onto her temple. <laughs> she's like, don't dye my hair gray. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't want to ruin it for like a five minute scene. <laughs> yeah, because the daughter was like saying like, when are you going to do something about this? Like she's already dyeing her hair now. <laughs> But, like, I just, I don't know, like, I can't believe, like, they let the kids go sleep in the room again. I know. Like, they were supposed to, like, leave and stay Ooh. stay at, stay at the Holiday Inn anyway. But he's just <laughs> like, oh, you know, if I get back late, just let the kids knock out for a little bit or whatever. I would never let them back in that fucking room, like. Mm. Because, like, it wasn't even, like, like, they pulled Carol Ann out from the other side. But, like. And Tangina's like, this house is clean. But, she, but nobody really did a blessing or anything. I know, that's why I said, like, just because they pulled her out doesn't mean that thing's gone. Yeah. I don't get this thing, because we see it a lot in hotel rooms. Yeah. Who, like, thought that red lighting, like, in the bathroom was, like, desired? Well, it's not just... <laughs> it's not just red lighting. It's supposed to be a heat lamp to make yeah. the room hot. So, like, when you get out of the shower or tub or whatever, you won't yeah. be, you know? Like, their room is, like, 90% packed up and everything, but, like, yeah... And, the, and like, because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, so she wouldn't get scared, they'd always leave the uh, the closet door cracked open with the light on inside. Like, I would, like, nail that shit shut. Like, that's where the gateway, that's where the beast lives. Like, yeah. fuck that. I think it's funny how she got undressed and now she's, like, all naked under her robe to go talk to her kids. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this is just, like, a weird thing to bring up, but, like... I always wonder what the family dynamic is. Like, are all these kids belong to her and Craig T? And by the by the way, the little girl has, like, the original Luke Skywalker figure with the telescoping lightsaber. Like, that shit's <laughs> worth a lot of money. She just has it chewing in her fingers and her mouth, just chewing it, the legs off. And... Well, it wasn't then. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't worth it then. It was much then. But when Craig T first went to the investigator people, they were acting, damn, I had that same yellow lamp back there. That's weird. Uh... Like, they ask all the ages, and, like, the oldest daughter is 16, and then he, they ask the wife's age, he says 31, oh, she's gonna be 32 next week, or something like that. Mm. I'm like, well, whose daughter is that? Is it their daughter? 
Did the, <laughs> did she have? But like, like Craig T seems older. Like, like did he knock? Did he knock her up when she was like sixteen years old <laughs> to have that daughter or fifteen or whatever? Oh, the older daughter. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Cause, cause either she's the older daughter from one of Craig, from Craig T's previous marriage, or Joe well, Beth Williams got like knocked up super young. I always thought that was weird. <laughs> like I never really questioned it until I like. You know, heard that dialogue the last couple of times. She's sitting in a tub with no water. Yeah, cow gone, take me away. <laughs> I think that's just so, uh, she's not floating to the top with her boobs exposed. It's so weird how, like, they do everything, like, with all the doors open. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't get why, to be honest with you. It's like, uh, you'd think she's, I mean, she's naked, you'd think yeah. that, like. Or is it one of those things where it's like, well, you don't have kids, do you? You don't understand that yeah. just you you don't care about being naked around your kids because you, once you have kids. <laughs> yeah, it was like we just had a one bathroom house, the first house I lived in, and uh, everybody when we took a bath, we closed the door. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, the clown is clown gone from gone. the the chair. Ooh. Which, like, I hate the whole revolution of spooky clowns scare me but like that doll was pretty freaky looking <laughs> oh my supposedly this was another curse element too and i've only heard this story from one place so i don't know if this was true whatever but they claimed that the animatronics went wrong on the doll and started <gasps> uh, started choking oh him for real oh my god fuck that yeah oh my god and what's weird is like I always thought when I was a kid, like my memory of this movie, I always thought like the clown attacked like early in the movie. I didn't, I didn't realize he was like way later. I always remember the tree and the clown, but I thought the clown happened first for some reason. Dang, I'm gonna start doing that with my hair. Blow dry it upside down. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so yeah. It'll be all nice and poofy. <laughs> yeah, she does it like she combs her hair from like the back of her neck. But now she's just going to, going to sleep on it. <laughs> Oh my god. She gets some oh. like uh Barbara Hershey uh entity action here where she's she's getting, like, she's getting raped, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then this is another oh Freddy Krueger esque but of course Freddy Krueger ripped it off of this movie, but this like the Freddy Krueger spinning room oh shit. Oh my god. Where she's rolling all up onto the ceiling. Or really the ghost of pushing her. It's so funny because it's like I know like that thing that exists about like the camp you know, the room spinning. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I still don't, I mean, when I'm watching it. Oh, you can't tell. I'm ju- Yeah, like, I'm just into the moment where I'm like, how is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> it looks so crazy. Now, the 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 little boy, um, I mean, I know in real life his name is Oliver Robbins, but for some reason I can never remember his name in the movie. I think yeah. it's, like, Robbie or something. He he actually, def- I, I like that, that at the end he gets stronger, he defeats the clown. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, he's tearing it apart, yeah, screaming at it. Yeah, but then like, oh my god! Just everything's happening here, like, like the closet's going crazy uh, again. But it actually like gels up, like it closes, and like all this shit is like growing outside of it. Doesn't the doorknob get hot, or it gets hot on the outside? Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, here here's a great monster Dang. guarding the room, keeping her out. Holy! Because the little boy can't open the door to get out. I, yeah, I, I thought, like, electricity uh, comes out and shocks her. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did But already. I thought the doorknob stayed hot. That thing is a nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
they did. Oh, there she goes. It was just a couple years ago, like maybe mm-hmm. four. Oh, five. she's like, fuck this. She no sold that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. She gets shot there. <laughs> oh my god. Can't even get out. That was a great Damn. effect. They totally just blew her back on wires. But uh, they did a. Um, Oh my gosh. What do you call it? Universal uh, Haunted Nights thing? Yeah. Maze? Uh, and they made like kind of like a cool recreation of the house. Yeah. And um, like they had the steak going across the counter. Like the kitchen really looked just like the one from the movie. It was crazy. <laughs> but funny. yeah, the bedroom door, they had that, that monster, that well. big long arm monster there. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts too where she's... <laughs> She's falls. Oh yeah. Cuz she's so Yeah, she's so naked uh, too. Like all she's she all has rolling around panties <laughs> in this this football shirt. Oh my god. I know we talked about a lot about football shirts on this podcast before, but like yeah, <laughs> the good old 80s football shirts. Yeah, the course. So those are those are real skeletons. She uh, she even corroborated it herself. Wow. She didn't know it until like they dumped her into there. Oh my god. This is so awesome uh, too when the coffin comes out. And the, the rotting corpse rolls out of it. Oh, my God. And it's kind of funny, like, how you, like, remember things, like, when you're a kid. Like, I could have sworn after I saw this oh. movie in my memory, this movie, that the skeletons were, like, more alive than they really are. <laughs> like, they kind of really are because they're all, like, shooting up out of the grave. But, I mean, yeah. they're not actually movie moving. But, it, like, oh when you s- see this scene as a kid, like, your mind kind of fills in the blanks. and it, uh, It's it, so it, scary because she can't move. She can't get out. It's too slippery, yeah. But, like, when I saw it as a kid, it always felt like they were dragging her down, dragging her down. Yeah. Those are freaky, man. Yeah. Especially knowing that they're real. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously all the flesh and shit uh, you see on them was makeup that they applied. But yeah. the actual skeletons underneath, that's just wrong. Oh, my gosh. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Too creepy. Uh. I actually thought this was interesting that the uh, the the doofus neighbor showed up to help her out of the pool. Well, because she was screaming for him. Yeah, but um, but the, but they're actually too scared to help her. Like they won't go in the house. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. Fine, go away then. Yeah, worth worthless looky loo fucking neighbors. And the ghosts really like to fuck with that lamp. This is a great shot here, and I think it's one that a lot of people forget about. The stretched out hallway. Yeah. Is that just a camera thing? The lens? No. Uh, well, both. Uh, they they built a super long hallway, but then, yeah, the lens is what made it look from normal to super long. Because she's literally running that whole thing. And this is cool, uh, too. Jeez. Back to Evil Dead 2 with the giant hole. It's so nasty, too. It's almost like some Sarlacc pet shit, because... Uh. A tentacle starts, like, coming out of it here in a second. Oh, my God. Trying to suck them into the other side. So, I mean, now it just wants everything. Everybody. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, they really, like, let the little boy, like, get pulled up in there. But you can tell the little girl's a doll. Caroline's <laughs> a doll. There's that glitter. It's back. <laughs> I think the glitter was just to help sell that the wind was sucking. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. Yeah, there goes the tentacle. Oh my god, this movie is so scary. And you know, you know what, like, look at that. That's so nasty, yeah. that hole. And I like it too, it's not just like a big feathery light hole. It's like literally a, a legitimate, like, throat of something oh weird god. down there. Yeah. But this is what I mean, that's what I was, when I was bitching about modern ghost movies. Like, they don't have anything like this oh in it. Gosh. It's just all boss jump scare, leave it to your yeah. imagination, nothing. 
But like, like you, you know, if you're like a legit monster fan, whatever, like, like you get to see cool creatures and monsters in this. Oh my gosh! Look at that. Yeah, the that lights. That is on. crazy. Yeah, he's freaking out. And nobody's like noticing on the neighborhood. Oh, there he goes. He's yeah. Uh. Oh my gosh! And it's like worse than before. Yeah. Look, even the stairway's oh moving now. Oh my god! It came back with a vengeance. Oh man. Yeah, and like the corpse really just. Oh, shoots and the up thing out of came the... out of the ground. Yeah. Oh shit! She got trapped in. They're all shooting up out oh, of the ground man. now. Damn. Oh my god. I like. Like this, this was like the number one thing I remembered out of this movie. That That's is crazy. Like they're just like wow. coming out to Here we are. <laughs> but they're not zombies. They're not alive. No, no. They're just shooting out. That's just me giving them yeah. personality. <laughs> you saw a bitch. You move the cemetery, but you left the bodies. Oh, you only moved the headstones. God. Oh my god! And I really like that they worked it in that. That the guy, I mean, he don't, I don't think he dies or anything here, but he gets his come up then. It's like he realizes what the fuck he did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's seeing it with his own eyes. Yeah. What a jerk. What a dummy. Like, yeah. Oh my god. So terrible. The poor mom. She's just like running around in her fucking t-shirt. <laughs> I know. Uh oh. Yeah. Where'd they go? I thought, yeah, like, I thought he was going to have to run back in to get the keys. But now he had them in his pocket. Yeah. But, um, and this is awesome too. I, I was sitting here yesterday, I was like, it would be awesome if one just flew onto the car hood <laughs> and then, like, watching the second one just flies out of the fucking garage. Oh my god, dude, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. You actually get to see Carol Ann be scared here. Oh, it oh. does. Oh my god. Like, this is one of the oh, best gosh. horror sequences in, like, any movie. Oh god. Just in time, Dana comes home from hanging out with her friends. Don't get out of the car, go away. Yeah, she's like so petrified here too. She, look, she's got a hickey on her neck too. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like it, she takes Hurry so up. long. Like the coffins are literally uh, overturning cars. That's how crazy get it is. Get in the car. The house is coming. Is that what it is? Yeah, like well, it it like implodes here in a second. Oh my god! Oh, it, now everybody in the neighborhood sees it. Dang, that fire! I know. Oh, it's shit. It's like complete hell. Everything's blowing up now. Everybody's shit is like destroyed now. And I actually read that they actually cut holes in the street because somebody on a message board who lived in the neighborhood said for years until they repaved the street, oh, wow. you could see the holes where they had cut into uh -huh. the, the, the street. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a great special effect. They made a whole yeah. model of the house and sucked it inwards. That's crazy. And Spielberg had a clear plastic box of just the, the rubble of it. On his piano at his office. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy when so you see the lot that the house was on. So, like, those, the coffins weren't coming up on, like, any of the other houses? No, they were. Because oh. they're, they're all down, you can see them down on the street and oh. on the other uh, um, uh, uh, yards and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just kind of in the background of that shot when they're so driving the street. crazy. <laughs> and I love here where they show this sign, you are now leaving Quest of Verity. We'll miss you. Mm, fuck that shit. Yeah. We ain't gonna miss you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god. But like, you know, this is a movie I always say I loved when I was a kid. Like, I literally just turned five years old when this movie came out and saw it. <laughs> and it's like, like, this is what you want. I mean, this is what I want in a horror movie now, don't get me wrong, but when you're a kid, this is what you, you want, like, big, 
crazy shit happening, <laughs> scary tension, you know? Yeah. And plus, like I said, you know, you can relate to it. Because that was something smart they did in 80s movies was, you know, they, they always put kids in them so that kids could, like, relate to a character yeah. in the movie, you know what I mean? That's a fancy holiday in. That's the old school holiday in science, too. I remember seeing ones like that. <laughs> and obviously, and this is brilliant, too, because this is all one shot, the tracking shot of them going down the, uh, you know. Being all dead. Yeah. Totally. And, like, they have no clothes. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even say clothes, all, all they left was, was the clothes on their back. But, yeah. like, some half of them are naked, have no shoes. <laughs> I think Craig T. and Dana are the only ones that actually have shoes. Yeah. And then I just remember this thinking, even as a kid, this was so clever. And then he puts the TV out on the uh, the, the walkway. There. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck this shit! Like, fuck Get this!" Out. He's like, "Throw it's raining. He don't give a shit. <laughs> Throw that shit out in the rain." Same for us. <laughs> yeah, just the perfect like, especially in, in like I remember kind of like the feeling a little bit of seeing this movie in a theater, and I remember it being jam packed because it was summertime. It's just like this is like literally, and not in like a shitty sellout way, but like in a good blockbuster like scary like you know screamathon whatever like seeing this and just like the way the movie ends with all that shit <laughs> popping out of the ground it's just like it's like it's, it's like fourth of july fireworks you know what i mean i think most of me on this podcast is me saying oh my god oh my god because <laughs> i mean like no kidding it's it's literally like white knuckle because like <laughs> this just, is only my second viewing of it ever <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like the whole movie, they like they ratchet it up. They ratchet it up. Yeah. Like it keeps getting bigger, it keeps getting better. <laughs> and like, you know, like you know, first first it's first it's kind of like what you think a, a ghost poltergeist movie would be. That's another thing like nobody had ever heard the word poltergeist before this movie. Yeah. But um then it became a pop culture thing. Yeah. <laughs> then we all knew what poltergeist. Then we all knew. Was. <laughs> but it's kind of like um you know, it starts out, okay, yeah, this is kind of what I, you know, the little girl hearing voices, shit moving around the house, but they just keep ratcheting it up, and, like, then <laughs> then you see the portal and the ghost come out, yeah. then you see, you know, they can go through to the other side, the beast comes out, <laughs> and then just, like, the end is just, like, like, it's, like, they were so good back then at movies of, like, making images, like, in Raiders of the Lost Ark where all the Nazis melt, and she's, like, Bleh. just, like, there's, like, certain scenes in movies back then that, like, even if you never saw them again, like you just were, you they're just so they, there's always you know three or four images from each movie that would just be burned into your consciousness, you know. Yeah. yeah, like like I was saying earlier, like for me it was just that the only thing I ever remember from this movie when I was little and I would always see like the commercials that they ever played or me I don't know trailers or whatever. Was just her turning around and saying, they're here. Yeah. Like, and that always kept me away from watching it. And that was always like, it was like if anybody, like if that was some weird, like just in real life, you know, in everyday real life, if something weird had happened or you hear yeah. a weird noise, like, and somebody would like joke around and being like, they're here. I like, know. <laughs> It was I think, I think it was, was one of those so lines weird. too that was like so like used in commercials and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pool worker number two, Son of Lando. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same guy, but I saw in the stunts there was a George Wilbur. And like uh I know George P. Wilbur was the uh, was Michael Myers and uh mm-hmm. 
I want to say part four. Yeah, part four. I wonder if that's the same stunt man uh-huh. playing Michael Myers. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just there's, there's just so much, and you know, like this is a movie, obviously from my youth. Like it always stayed with me. I loved it. You know, everything was you know awesome about it. But it's like. It's a movie I went a lot of years, you know, and then I saw the sequel. Well, it came out the year I was born. Yeah, I know. 1982. And then I saw the <laughs> sequels and stuff through the years and stuff like that, but I don't know. It's like, I think I revisited this, like, I rented the DVD from Netflix maybe about 10 years ago and got reacquainted with this, and every time I watch it, and then I picked up the Blu-ray maybe three or four years ago, hmm. Just it's just so much better than even you remember. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's 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 damn near like a perfect horror movie. Like it's just, <laughs> I mean, there's just so much depth to it, especially as an older person. Because I mean, like I said, like you know, like us picking up so much more now. You know the nuances of the parents. You know, because when you're a kid, yeah. all they're just the parents in the movie. Yeah. But like how you said, like Craig T. Nelson, man, he's uh, so fucking good in it. It's just yeah, like yeah, I felt the same way. Even watching it with no sound, and yeah. like it's just like just seeing him, the way he was reacting, I was like, oh, he was like dying inside because he was so tortured with losing his baby. Yeah, and the special effects, you know, just li- li- like really being great. I mean. Yeah. For any time, I like I think I think seventy five percent of the effects in this movie now beat out like <laughs> like that thing that was at the door screaming at her. It's like that's cooler than anything you yeah. see in a movie now. And it and I get it. It's just a puppet yeah. that was just screaming and it didn't really move. It didn't yeah. really do anything. But like it's still creepy. It's as hell. yeah. Like, it's like, like it's, it's like so scary. Like what if yeah. you saw that shit and yourself in real life? Like it's not yeah. like you'd be like, oh, 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 that's funny looking. Yeah, there's just nothing <laughs> that you know now in movies that like comes out and like they can animate things and make them move all around. But like I don't know, just like just just I guess the simplicity of it is oh, what yeah. like you know taps into you know like that fear. And that's the thing is like. Uh, that's something that I've come to appreciate over time, like, for a while now, but just that aspect in movies now where they take the time to have no soundtrack, yeah. and they just let the sounds of the scene play out, whether it's, like, a fight scene, yeah. or, like, something scary happening or something, you, you don't need music. Like, yeah. no music, to me, makes it scarier, because yeah. that's how it would be in real life. Right, you know? right. <laughs> So it's like, it's, I, I think that that's something that, I mean, I've noticed like in the newer kind of horror movies or whatever, they do try to do like quiet, yeah. but then they just ruin it by blowing your ears out with a yeah. loud noise where yeah. instead of just letting the moment hang, you know, and like right. let it breathe and, you know, experience it, how the person is experiencing it or whatever, you know, it's like... I mean, I guess you could say whatever the monster is or whatever does screech, but I don't know. That's just, it's that screeching thing, that jump scare, is such an overused, like, well, it's just, yeah. method to, like, horror it's movies. It's you know? just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But, like, this, it was like, when Gee. they were in the, in the bedroom and, like, um, Tangina was there and like they were like f- fighting the monster basically like doing the rope and all that it was loud and like like you feel like she's like yelling like she has to yell like the directions and stuff and like yeah. 
you feel like the tension of what's happening because that's what's really happening you to feel, them. You feel the human emotion of what it would be like. Whereas now yeah. they're like, we'll shake the camera, we'll do this, yeah. we'll, we'll make the loudest screech you've ever heard, yeah. and that will make you feel like you're there. And it's like, no, 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 it's the human emotion. That's another thing is that shaky cam thing. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get that either. Of like, oh, well, that's how they're experiencing it in the movie. It's like, well. But I can't see what's happening in the movie. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I'm, I'm well. not the person. I'm watching the person. So it's like, yeah. I I don't I don't get that method either of the shaky camp. I, I think it's just lazy. I, I honestly think it's it's filmmakers, you know, getting to make people getting to make movies now that don't have the skill yeah. to, you know, because it set takes up like how we were saying with lighting. Yeah, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of time and, and, and quite frankly, money and a lot of these movies now they love to make them as cheap as fuck. And, you know, it shows, I, mean, I guess, really, it's like, like the scene, the scenes where they had like they were in the living room and they had to film, you know, the stairs or whatever. It's like it was just pretty much the one camera that was yeah. filming the staircase and like. You were seeing how it all played out. And yeah, they had different shots and stuff, but yeah, it was steady. You could see what was happening in there, and what I could see what was happening was scary. Like I was like nervous, like yeah. you know, like it made me feel like oh shit, you know. Yeah. And it's just like I wa- I'm watching this movie. I'm I've chose. I made the decision to sit here for ninety minutes or two hours to watch what's gonna happen in this movie. I want to be able to actually see what's happening yeah, in the yeah. movie. So it's like. And I'll buy into it, you know, I'll buy into the universe. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, oh, I got to experience it exactly as the people in the movie are. It's like, no, I'm sitting here watching the people. So I like that with like this style that this movie, it's not even a style, it's real filmmaking. Yeah. Like, I just like that, like, I, I still felt like I could feel what everybody was feeling with a steady cam, you know, it's not like I didn't understand what was yeah. happening. It's not like it confused me. It's not like I was like, why would they do that? You know, it's like, why are they doing that for the camera? It's like, nobody thinks like that when you're watching a movie. It's like, it's real from filmmaking, ruin, not you your know, hokey bullshit. Yeah, you know, you're watching a movie. It's like, well, I also think too is like I said, like, you know, movies start now, horror movies, it's like, oh, we get the opening logo turned all gray. Warner Brothers loves to do that. Oh, the, just make the, all their logos gray. You know, start pipe in the... It's just like all that shit. But it's like, with horror, it's like... It actually helps when you don't have the hard sell. Yeah. Like how this movie... I, I fucking hate horror movies now where, just so you don't get bored... Like, they yeah. gotta kill somebody in the opening scene. And yeah. it's like, no, like, I came to see the movie full of killing. Yeah. Don't show some <laughs> bullshit killing of somebody. I don't even know who the fuck they are. And then 30 minutes of people talking after that with nothing. It's like, no, it's like, this movie, yeah, we, we start out, we see the house, we meet all the characters. It's a little creepy because yeah. it's late at night. But it's not droning and screaming and screeching. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like, when you take the time to do the slow build. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very tricky because you can't just do a slow build. Yeah. You have to do a slow build that's full of character, that's yeah. full of story beats. That's that even though you don't realize it at the time, it's planting little seeds that they're gonna yeah. play off later. That's how you fucking do it, man. Just like it's that thing that I always say: you have to earn it, earn it. The movies never earn anything anymore. Like mm-hmm. any endings, 
I never feel like it was earned. Like, by the time the movie ends, usually now, I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, uh, like, I don't really feel yeah. anything. Like, I feel like I just wasted two hours of my life because yeah. I didn't feel like the story went anywhere. I didn't feel like the activity that happened or went on was like, it's just not, Yeah. it's not interesting. It just doesn't capture my attention. So it's kind of like, eh, a lot of the time I just, I tried going to some of them with you before like when we you know we were watching some of the ones that like i can't remember that one where the guy was like appearing in the pictures mm. with the kids or whatever yeah probably sinister or whatever yeah Bagul. like <laughs> yeah for some yeah. reason that one like caught my attention yeah. i was like ooh, i want to see this it looks creepy you know yeah and then when we went, it was just kind of like, I was like, eh, yeah. okay. It's like, it's like, here's your cheesy bullshit. Yeah, just kind of the jumping thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I just, I, I went to a couple with you. I tried them and it just, they're not my thing. Like, I don't yeah. know, I'm not, as I say, I'm not the audience for those. I mean, I guess there's people who are into those because they keep making them for some reason. But I just, I'm not the audience for current horror movies, if you want to call them that. Well, I mean, obviously now there's nothing coming out in theaters, but, uh, yeah. you know, last couple of years, I think we would be lucky if we would get sometimes three horror movies released in a theater. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's really died out and just moved to all the cable shit and TV shows and shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the last, you know, the last whatever, 10 years, it's, there's, there's some good movies sprinkled here and there that I've liked, but, uh, nothing, you know, like nothing how it used to be. Like, that, that, that's really why I wanted to do, you know, like, for the podcast, we, we like to do a lot of, like, unearthed gems and cult movies that only a handful of people will remember and whatever, and people like that, but, you know, th- this is, like, one of the most successful financially box office horror movies of all time, but, mm-hmm. like I said, I just, I just really uh, wanted to, you know, try to uh, inspire people to, uh, you know, hopefully give it another spin, you know, yeah. put another, like, because cause it's, like, one of those things is, like, there's some movies, and, and this movie is very remembered, don't get me wrong, it's not like it faded yeah. in its obscurity, but there's some movies that, for whatever reason, they have that life where, like, there's, you know, there's constantly new t-shirts, new action <laughs> figures, new whatever, yeah. and just the, the type of story, is, that doesn't really breed well for that, but, uh, but I, I think it is something that, you know, it would be easy if you knew this from your kid. Oh, yeah, the movie with the little girl and the blue TV. and blah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to kind of dismiss it as just popcorn fluff. Yeah. But it's actually really, like, you know. emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty emotional. It's pretty scary. It's, it's really, you know, high-quality cinema. So, But I think that's what makes it strong is that it's, like, made to be, like, more like creepy than scary yeah and it really like works up that creepy factor throughout the movie and like i think a good way that it does that is it kind of juggles between it shows the people in their normal everyday life yeah so like that's that thing how you're saying you're earning work they earned it by having us learn who the people were yeah so then like when the scary stuff starts happening and then the scary stuff on its own is good like right. the way it is so it's like it has these two aspects of it 
And then when you put them together and, like, the scary stuff is happening to these people that you just, like, started to learn to like or whatever. Yeah. Then that's what really makes it, like, oh, man, like, you're nervous for the people. You're, like... And then also, too, it's, what's like... What's gonna happen? The drama of how they're being affected yeah. emotionally and yeah. physically, what's yeah. going on, so... And then you got the great acting and... Yeah. Even the little kids are, like, really acting good and, like, yeah. There's a lot of good aspects to this movie that I really appreciate and it's, like... I don't know. Like, I'd actually say it's probably one of my favorite scary movies. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. and even then, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even say it's scary movie. Like, or like a horror movie. I mean, I guess it is, but... I think it is. It's just kind of more like a thriller to me because... Yeah. Like I was saying, like, it was... After we saw it the first time, it was totally not what I expected it to be. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, just more, I don't know, gruesome, I guess, or something. I don't yeah. know. Like, I didn't expect it to be so, like... It's heart. It's heartfelt. Like yeah, I didn't expect is. to feel like that during this. So, I think it's probably one of the ones that's probably the most complete horror movies yeah. that exists, and it's really it's really cool to know that it exists. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for going down memory lane with us <laughs> and Poltergeist. I uh, hope you guys you know enjoy listening to us talk about it, and most of all, I hope you enjoy watching the movie again. Um, so yeah, so everybody take care, keep your, uh, closet doors locked (laughs) and until next time, we'll see you soon on the movie graveyard. You're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network. Yeah, it's a mouthful for more great shows. Visit electronic media collective.com.